1: Everybody, thank you for joining us for a, another episode of Shaggin' Flies. We have yet another wonderful guest for you this week uh, Brian Entrekin. Entrekin. Yes, I'm saying that correctly. We talked about it on the podcast. Brian Entrekin, but you may know him as Bubba or KC Bubba uh, at BD Entrek on Twitter. He is the co-host of the podcast, Benched with Bubba, which has been going on for quite a long time, which we discuss in the episode. He also writes for Roto Baller and all over the place. Uh, I mean, the guy is pumping out fantasy content like you would not believe. So uh, he's wonderful. and We had a fantastic chat with him. So enjoy our talk with Brian.
2: <laughs> yeah, but anyways, so I, I want to thank you so much mm-hmm. for being here on Shag and Flies, episode 20. Nice round number, by the way. Yes, but, I appreciate um, it. Yeah, man. Uh, so first thing I do want to get out of the way. So most everybody, I feel like, knows you by a couple different names.
3: <laughs> <laughs> been called many so, names, yes. <laughs> yes,
2: yes. Hopefully most of them nice. Uh, there's Bubba. Everybody yep. knows you by Bubba. Mm-hmm. Uh mostly because I well in part I think because of your podcast benched with Bubba, which we'll edit that out. We don't want to promote anything on the show. No, <laughs> plus, uh, no.
4: Strict no plug policy. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no plug no, no unless un, no we, are
3: no unpaid plugs. I
2: understand. Absolutely. We are we are strictly uh strictly payola here. We uh we you took we twenty <laughs> episodes, you guys gotta figure it figured out quick. I like right. it. Yeah, yeah. Well if there's anything I learned from uh Dick Clark. It's how to not host a New Year's special and how to uh, do payola.
4: We do um, but... plugs on our Patreon.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Smash that subscribe button and support me on Patreon. No. Uh, so there's Bubba. There is KC Bubba, which I see you have. Uh, this is an audio only podcast, but we are on video here recording it. And you have written KC Bubba, which I have seen many
3: times before. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember the last time I wrote this thing. It seems like every time I log in, it's there. Oh,
2: so. yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, I don't yeah, I, like. Gotcha. We don't all need our Twitter handles for the exactly. three of us. It's just whenever we use Streamyard, um, then. So I want to. I want to know where Bubba and KC Bubba comes from. But then your yeah. your actual name is Brian. Yep. Correct. Yes. Correct. And your last name is not as I thought it was until. 20 minutes ago dentric
3: it's not dentric,
2: no. it no, not dentric it's not dentric even though your twitter handle is bd yep. Entric, it is yep. uh, how do you pronounce your last name it is and and
3: see that's I, how it's spelled um intricate if you like the Entricans. last E and the i if you switched them it's it's how it sounds my whole you know life <laughs> has been you were close you like you literally said it how it's spelled so i respect yep. that i've um I, we can get into stories about that later. No, if you want, but, I
2: mean, go ahead. Yeah. Tell me. Uh, oh, what's it, what's it, the worst mangling of your last name you've had?
3: Well, it's like in Trekkin is one of the popular ones because they put that emphasis on the tre part of it. Like it's mm. uh, like, there's a, <laughs> it's like a, an accent on it or something.
2: <laughs> the but, emphasis um, thing uh, stopped me. for, I was just like, what did he just say? But that's like, that's like one of my favorite things to do is if someone asks for my phone number, I like to give it to them in the wrong uh, rhythm. <laughs> just a mess so, like, them. so, like, uh, so, like, you know, for for, exa- for example, for example, <laughs> I'll use a phone number that doesn't exist anymore, but like, 3012 62
3: 77 gives it out like a social security number, <laughs>
2: right? Right, right, right. It's just like, three zero one two six two seven seven
3: two five. <laughs> and his are like, I'm uh, sorry. He's reading off the UPC off the milk carton right now. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Like, I'm sorry. Whoa, what? But anyway, so what's the worst uh entric entrikan I'm going to Yeah, there's been a bunch dead dead of them dead.
3: like that are weird, but the funny part is um so when playing All-Stars in Little League, you know, they introduce you before the games and everything and um they never got it right. Never got it right. And we won a few rounds, and we, were, we were doing well. So before one of the games, the coach literally sits up there And spells it out like every possible way. Goes, you need to get it right at least once before we're done here. (laughs) And so, and all of a sudden, they got it right. And literally, everybody looks up at the score booth like, "What?" (laughs) It was like, it was like, "What just happened right now?" (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was was just weird because you just expect expect it to be screwed up. Is what it is.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. yeah. I can feel that. Hey, we spent. We spent a fair amount of time on this show figuring out how to say people's names. This is something my, so I go oh, by my, yeah. my middle name is Zach, but my first name is um, Malachi or Malachi, depending on where you are. Um, I'm, I'm very Irish, and if you're in Ireland, that's how it'll be pronounced. So my is, entire is life. Is Malachi in Ireland? Malachi, the that I is like, yeah. Standing. I, it. yeah, I it's, I it's, it's a pretty good I've
3: never been, but I would not even guess that's how they pronounced it. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's how they say it there. And so oh, awesome. my entire life growing up, it was like you know, first day of school is mal- malachi, like, malachi, like Malachi. I'm like, <laughs> and I always had a rule. I've had a rule my entire life with teachers: if they can get it right, if they say it right on the roll call the first time, then I let them call me Malachi or Malachi. Uh, but if they don't, I go by Zach. That's good.
5: That's <laughs> uh, how uh, you how quote, often? Big principle. People
4: up, get it right not very frequently. I did have an awkward thing my senior year of college where I had two I was a joint major so I had two senior project advisors and one of them knew me by Zach and the other one knew me by Malachi. So the meetings uh-huh. like the joint meetings we had were just a little bit weird because if you they were each clearly kind of thrown off by being me being referred to as the other, or the other like, person it, for this. Yeah. yeah. It interrupts <laughs> you know the straight out. So, so we, so you, uh, shagging flies are big, are big on the name pronunciations and, uh and getting that right.
2: And, Oh just, yeah. We spent a solid, <laughs> like, hearing people uh, say their own names. Yeah. We spent a solid first section of our podcast with Shelly versus straight oh, learning how to Sarah say versus straight. No, me too. So like mm-hmm. we got on the podcast and I'm like, I was just like, Shelly, I, I have to apologize. Mm-hmm. I'm going to mangle this. It is just this monster of a word. And she's like, I know it's okay. And, 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 and what's funny is like, it's so easy to say it's verse straight. Like that's, yeah, that's so easy. I would never have guessed <laughs> like, it was this, verse straight. Like, yeah, there's a whole lot of letters in that last name that are doing no work
3: like at yeah, like, all <laughs> I, I feel bad like i've talked to her i'm like I'm, is it cool if i just call you shelly v well <laughs> like, i know that's lazy but because a lot of guests when they first come on i'll ask them before we record like hey how do you say it because i want to say it right because i respect right, you know it's right. your name i want to get it right yeah yeah, you know, yeah it's like it's like what you guys are saying i'd be like if i had her on i'd be like um you need to like write this down for me like put it in front <laughs> of the screen so i can like write it down and because i'm gonna be lost yeah. here in a
2: minute Oh my God! I know, I know. It's, uh, it's I. I feel bad for it. It's so. Yeah. It's, so
3: long. it's
4: a rough one. Is, is that partially why you started going more by Bubba? Is that just easier? <laughs> yeah. And so no. where
3: where does that come from? It's funny. Well, I, luckily I grew into it. Let's put it that way. But um, when I was little, my little brother's like a little over three years younger than me, and he's he can he can talk now, but he had like a speech impediment back then. He could never say Brian, and he just called me Bubba everywhere we went, and so. I was called Bubba forever, and then when I started playing sports. Guys called me Bubbs or Bubba, and just kept coming, and like, it never went away. Hmm. So I just been called Bubba forever, and then I grew into it. So it worked out pretty well, huh? Yeah,
2: that's really so. So that's that's a childhood nickname.
3: That's a that's yep. a nickname that's been there forever. That's <laughs> a good sports nickname too. That's why Starling. it worked. I played sports forever, so I just kind of like picked up from there, and just never really left. So it was easy to uh, easy to use. Uh, it sounded better than uh, Brian when you're out on the diamond just playing ball. <laughs> it's like, hey, Bubs or Bubba, like, instead of Brian. Yeah, no.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's like, Brian, Brian. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying. Isn't there a Bubba in Major League Baseball? Bubba Starling.
3: Bubba Starling. Yep. Bubba yep. Starling. If His first still, name is yeah. Derek. Apparently. Huh. Really. The things you learn.
5: Yeah. This is Derek
3: great. Bubba Starling. Yeah, I remember when huh. he got he got drafted by the Royals, and I was like, "Wow, we get a bubble in baseball." And then he, really <laughs> never, got, he never really yes, got into baseball, nope. so that really didn't work out so well. But yeah, he's still with he's the close. Royals,
4: I think. It's amazing. Yeah, that's a. He retired for a second at one point. I thought too. He, 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 like he had a rough go
3: of it. Feels like he's trying to get that Cash Davis Award or something. Cash Davis <laughs> Award. That's what
4: he's going for. Yeah,
2: he's he's twenty nine. Man, I thought he was I younger. Thought he was I thought he, he
3: thought was older. older. Oh, he was the. Feels like he's been around forever.
2: Oh well, yeah, ten years. 2011 draft. He was the fifth overall pick. Wow, I didn't realize he was picked so highly.
3: Wow. No, he was. That's that's how we like. He was touted. Like he was kind of a big deal, and just didn't happen.
2: Um. Okay, so then what's with the KC Bubba? I want to know where the
3: KC comes from. Well, because surprisingly, when you create a Twitter account, uh, there's a lot of Bubbas out there. (laughs) So it's, <laughs> I um, imagine there is one or two, yeah. yeah. And so, like instead of doing like the Bubba seven four six three five, um, I decided to go KC Bubba and A because I am a very sarcastic, joking person. And mm-hmm. so, people right out the gate think I am from Kansas City, which always makes me laugh. <laughs> like it's like they do no research; they don't look at my like my profile. It says I am a Giants <laughs> fan and all this stuff. Like they don't do any research on that. But um, I live in a town called King City in ah. California. That's like an hour south of Monterey. It's a really, really small rural town. And so I just said, you know, what, let's do this and see what happens. So I said, KC, Bubba, and it's it get stuck. And, and so- it's funny. It's funny because literally, I, I'd say over 90%, probably 95% of the people think it's Kansas City. Like I've gotten confidence uh, yeah. like when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl.
2: <laughs> I'm just imagining you going like on a radio show or podcast. So, Bubba says here uh, from Kansas City, tell me, what's it like in Kansas City? <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, I've uh, I've had that happen. Yes, yes. On, oh my um, god! Yeah, on uh, the XM radio. Yeah, it was good good times.
2: Oh my god, on XM radio, they're yeah. like, "So you're from Kansas City?" Like, no. Nope. I'm yeah, like,
3: yeah, no, no about that. <laughs> literally,
2: like, like for uh, Google for a second. <laughs> yep, <laughs> like you could tell. You you could about tell, Kansas like, City,
4: then you should just have some like Kansas City fun facts, just kind of nestled in the back of your mind. I'm tempted, like, my, like my, I'm not from Kansas City, but I can I can tell you about Kansas City. Well, like, my really, dad's like, best friend know. lives in Kansas
3: City. I've had great times in Kansas City, so I could do stuff. I am okay. tempted to uh, like my background on Twitter is uh, the seventh hole at Pebble Beach because I love golf. It's like my second passion outside of baseball. So it's one of the most beautiful, iconic golf holes, and I, I literally sat there and took that picture. When I was watching the watching golf, and um, so that's my, my header. But I'm tempted to like put like a a Chiefs header or a Royals and Chiefs header just to mess <laughs> just, with people, and just to see so how really that works. confuse
2: people. Yeah. Oh my god. Um. Actually, so I do want to talk about golf in just a minute, but um, I do want to get a little bit of background on you. So as you mentioned, you currently live in California. Mm-hmm. Um, is that where you're? Are you born and raised Californian?
3: Yep, born and raised. I was born um, in Woodland, California, a little town outside, what well, was little at the time, outside of Sacramento, about 25 minutes out of Sacramento, a lot bigger than it used to be now, and I lived there until I graduated high school, went to college at UC Davis, about 10 minutes away from Woodland, graduated there, and I moved to King City ever since back in 2007.
2: Well, how far is King City from
3: Woodland? From Woodland, it's about three and a half hours. So okay. It's a little jaunt, a little jaunt, little jaunt yeah.
2: Okay. Is your is your family originally from California? Is it like yeah, California all, all
3: the way down? Pretty much. Like my dad's parents were from Delaware, but he he was born in California. They moved to Southern California, Redlands, California, outside of like Pasadena area. And then my mom, she's been like the Sacramento, Roseville area. So yeah, pretty much all our, our entire life has been California born and raised. Having uh, lived near Delaware my entire life, I get it. I
5: get it.
2: <laughs> I get where they left what's there a lot of corporations nothing there's there's a great scene in like what is it like i think it's wayne's world 2 where they have a green screen background and they're like i can be in and they're like naming different countries and then like the last one they're like i can be in delaware uh hello i'm in delaware like there's just there's nothing yeah there's nothing there there's uh, they were the first state. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
3: University of Delaware is cool. cool. My yeah, my brother went hens. to UD. Blue Hens. Blue Hens. Blue Hens. Sorry, I, I apologize to all the listeners out there. Yeah, so, I know yeah, it's a big okay. deal. That kind of stuff's a big deal. I get it.
2: <laughs> no, uh, UD is cool. My brother, my brother went there and met his wife there, and. uh yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool little university, but I mean the state. Eh, what's there? Nothing. It's a bunch of. You know what's there? Honestly, is a whole bunch of large corporations who take advantage of the uh, corporate tax rates and all set up their headquarters in like one city so in they get the Delaware
3: Peter box there, so they can save oh, money. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. All oh stuff yeah.
2: Elsewhere. For sure. Yeah, For sure. Gotcha. So you, um, so I, right now you do a, you do write a lot about fantasy
3: baseball i
2: don't actually do you do any fantasy football writing
3: i do some dfs for football i don't do any season okay. long for football but baseball I'll do dfs and season long
2: yeah okay so you um how long have you been writing about fantasy baseball how did you get into writing about fantasy baseball and uh and kind of get to the where you are now essentially what is the origin story of bubba the fantasy baseball writer that's what i want to hear
3: not as cool as X-Men origin story. But um <laughs> I will it, be the judge. High of bar, that. High bar
5: there. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's a very high bar, yes. Um, but we'll try. Um, let's see. I I got out of college in 07. I played fantasy baseball for a since like freshman year of college, but it was probably um a couple years out of that, probably 2011 or twelve, give or take. I was like, I love like one of my dreams jobs. If I didn't do what I'm doing now, which wasn't originally my dream job, but I always wanted to like Broadcast baseball, so I just like to talk sports. That's what I've always loved to do, and like ideally, you want to go play sports, but you you soon realize that that's for like the less than one percentile people in this world. So we kind of pass on that one real quick, and we do this. And um, I started realizing because I'm very technologically not smart, so uh, it's amazing I can do what I've been able to pull off this far. And I just said, OK, well, we'll start, um, you know, start with a website. And I had a couple guys that wanted to do it. And we started out. It wasn't even fantasy. It was more just covering sports like we, um, the, the, the Super Bowl was in San Francisco area and they had media day in San Jose. And anybody can get a free pass. We went there and I got to interview like 20 players. I was on the floor and it was awesome. Like it was the cool type thing. I was like, OK, we can translate this to other sports. And then that kept going. And all of a sudden I started finding people in the fantasy world and I played tons of fantasy. I'm like, hey, this is pretty cool too. I can do this. And so I started getting to talk to people there and I, I started doing um, written content uh, for just on my own site. I switched over to doing some fantasy stuff. I started um, playing a lot of DFS and uh, doing my DFS podcast. And then it translated into writing at a, a couple different companies now. And um, at the very beginning of all of that, I started Benched with Bubba, I think in 2013. <laughs> And that was just kind of a slow go, like an episode here or there, I'd say about fight th- 17 or 18, it's been like ramped up. And now I'm getting closer to 400 episodes. So wow. that's a, it's like twice a, it's twice a week for sure right now. Every now and then, I'll, if it's like something crazy, I'll throw in more. But it's every Tuesday and Thursday right now. And I got that going. I got written content five days a week. And it's just, uh, it's it's tiring at times, but I love doing it. I, I, I might yeah. step back from some of it, but... It's uh, the biggest thing is just being able to talk to people. Like I've gotten to talk with Ben many times, now I get to talk to Zach also. And like, it, like I literally, I told myself I'm going to because I'm getting close to 400, and I want to sit back and just count how many people I've had because I think it's pretty awesome about the community we have. I know you guys have talked about it, and Nick talks about it, and a lot of people do. I, I still have new guests on all the time, and that's crazy when you start thinking about the number of people that are available. To, to talk to oh, yeah. that are doing it oh, yeah. that are interested in it. And so that kind of keeps the fuel going. But yeah, that's my kind of origin story is it was mainly just a guy going, you know what? I like doing this. I like talking about it. How can I do it and meet more people and talk about it that share similar interests to me? And it's kind of blossomed into uh, to what we have now.
2: Yeah, man, I didn't realize Bench with Bubba's been going on that long—four hundred yeah, episodes, really, it was man. Really
3: slow, like it was kind of some of it was football, but mainly baseball. Like, it go weeks without doing it, and then all of a sudden, I said, "You know what? We got to do this for reals. You got to be consistent." And that's the biggest thing I tell everybody that asks what about a podcast. You have to be consistent, or you will lose listeners. And um, so I said, "Okay, we're doing it. Let's go, man." Here we are.
2: Yep, and that's that's why we. <laughs> still going every week not every week we we take a couple weeks off here and there we've actually found um that i think our listeners tend to like catch up because our episodes are so long
3: what i would say is your your format's built for that though like that's that's a different like your format of kind of more talking to the the guest like it's a long form kind of just conversation like Dudes could be having coffee, having this conversation or something. Exactly. That's, that's
2: how I've always envisioned it. I've always envisioned it as like, we're all at a baseball game and, or having coffee or whatever. And we're just talking and the listeners happen to be eavesdropping on our conversation. Uh, And there's
4: there's no expiration date.
2: (laughs) Right. Right. That's the other thing. This isn't, yeah, it's not fantasy related. So it's not like, (laughs) you know, it isn't it, it is so interesting to me to sit there and like spend I just did, you know, um, triple play fantasy podcast a couple, uh, two weeks ago, which is a blast. Great guys. We're definitely going to have them on the show at some point. Um, Both Baltimore guys, which I did not know, which is super cool. Um, But uh, it's so interesting to me to sit there and, you, you know, you sit down, you do like a whole hour long podcast or however long it is. You do a whole bunch of prep on it, all this stuff, and you do the podcast. You feel good about it, yeah. All right, we got this podcast. Put it out there, and then like two weeks, it doesn't matter at all. Like everything you said is completely irrelevant, and and not not only it, like it it does not matter at all. Like not even a little bit, because all those takes and all everything you said, all the advice that you gave, was based off of where you were two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and now it's just gone. It's dust. Gone. It, it's 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 so temporary and like that's how all of fantasy writing and podcasting and all of that is and it's i don't know there's something so interesting to me it's almost like kind of a life lesson in a way uh like a metaphor for the way the universe works where like you no matter how much work you put into something like you should put a lot of work into this stuff but at the same time it's good to have it in the back of your head that it's, matter soon. it's just all dust yeah. in a, in a minute, like no, in if, a minute, I, would, you know, I, I did Play-Doh a whole
4: have even needed to <laughs> we we explain to him the world something. in terms of fantasy <laughs> yeah. baseball. That's all he really needed to know. Well, it, it, it's a great point
3: because like, I've reached out to a couple like veterans quote unquote in the game behind the scenes. And I have just asked him kind of questions on, you know, what's, what's more like in need or what's, what's moves the needle, like content wise and this and that. Cause hey you know i got a little one now and i kind of enjoy spending time with the family and stuff and it's like mm-hmm. I, I don't need to be doing all this because the other thing the real essence of what made me start thinking about it is what you just said is like i'll spend all this time writing a dfs article after 4 p.m pacific time when that first pitch goes off none of that article meant anything it's yeah. gone now yep it's totally yep so i spent all that time and it's gone like the podcast i do the night before gone so it's kind of like yeah i love doing it like i do i love doing, that's why i do it but it's at the same time as What's worth still doing? What can I cut back on? Like, what's the whole grand scheme of the thing? And that's it's a tough answer. There's really no correct answer, I don't think, but it's uh, no, I've actually started thinking about that lately.
2: Yeah, I think I well, I think it's 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 not it's not me saying like what's the like having this like nihilist fantasy baseball attitude or something like none of it matters, but I think it's important to have that in the back of your head because for for me, what that then allows me to do is is two things one it takes kind of the pressure off a little bit i think because i i can you know if i feel like especially if i'm making an assertion on a player i feel sort of a pressure to not only be right on it because you know that would be nice it would be nice to like put this out there and it's not just wrong like just completely the guy sucks and i've done that i mean shoot i did i did an article on like two years ago on, like, how Danny Jansen's made some interesting changes, and, like, you know, that didn't mean anything, Um, but not only that, but also it it allows me to be a little more playful, I think, with the article, because I always try to remember, like, we're just, we're playing fake baseball, like, there's no, don't take it that seriously, just never take it that seriously, and knowing that it and no matter how many like angry comments you get and you will obviously get just thoroughly criticized. Um, it, it's all meaningless in a week, in two weeks. Like it just, it really doesn't matter. And I think that's good to, I, I think it's an important mindset because it's certainly as, as anyone who has dive, uh, dove and in, dived into delved into fantasy baseball, Twitter, for like oh, a minute has dived yes thank you uh and i'm like <laughs> my day job is as an editor me a uh, and, and writer <laughs> so yeah i have no clue what i'm doing um but any as anyone who has looked at fantasy baseball twitter for like a minute can see is there are a lot of people who take themselves very seriously yeah <laughs> like two way too seriously yeah. i i one of the benefits of having a uh wife who is not into fantasy sports like at all is that detach oh well yeah so like if i spend a whole day like just diving headfirst into fantasy baseball twitter drama which it's just the most niche thing ever uh if i start like explaining it to my wife and i'm like you wouldn't believe what this this guy on twitter said and I start explaining it, and I'm just like, "This is so stupid." Yeah. <laughs> like, as every, as I, all of it, <laughs> yeah, as all of it comes out of my mouth, I'm just like, nah, this is all just so stupid." And yeah, it's it's just I think it's important. The key takeaway: it's important not to take yourself too seriously when writing about fantasy sports. Um, it's just an interesting phenomenon to me about how like just. You know, all of this just disappears. I just it's fun to look at. Honestly, it's kind of fun to look back at like really old pieces that like I did a I did a piece, I'm looking at it right now, two years ago, June twenty nineteen. I did a piece on how like Derek Dietrich is great. Like and I put I put a lot of work into that and I felt good about that piece and oh yeah I mean he he was fun to watch
5: he, like, he was always great. like always he
2: was fun to watch with no sleeves I'll tell you that Him, you know, <laughs> definitely.
5: Him Poole, but like
2: yep, yeah Lorenzo but like I spent so much time on that and then like who cares <laughs> about that now like yep. just meaningless um but what has meaning is you Brian <laughs> that's that if is what we call a segue. Uh so you d- actually did mention um that you have that this this is not your full-time job. No. Uh and it's it's actually kind of uh serendipitous that we have this episode right after we talked to Justin Mason who also like writes so much. Like just I mean it's just a content machine. Yeah. And I'm curious uh as as you said, you do two podcasts a week. You put out stuff like five days a week. You are uh a new a new father, which by the way, belated congrats yeah, on Angela that congratulations. Yeah. Uh how how old's
3: the baby now? She's now thirteen months.
2: Thirteen months.
3: She's awesome. She's amazing. And I don't know if you guys might have heard her crying as she was going to sleep about 20 um, minutes ago. But uh she's good. She's down. I
2: <laughs> trust me I I empathize with uh, the crying baby. I, my second son, uh, had colic. Oh, yeah. Which is a, uh, uh I, not something I would wish on my worst enemy. Uh, like, it's, no. it's the worst thing. And the worst part, the worst part, quick tangent on why colic is really bad. What's really frustrating about it is that colic sounds like the name of a disease. Yep. Like, it sounds like the name of a condition that has been studied that perhaps has a treatment plan like you you like you go to the pediatrician you're like my baby cries for hours on end and I don't know why And the pediatrician's like oh it has colic and you're like great what's our next step and the pediatrician's like nothing
3: yep just let him cry just
2: you just go home and you deal with it and you're just like you're a terrible pediatrician <laughs> why would you say this to me and it's just like it's it's just this this piercing adenoidal cry that you just have to sit there and deal with yep. and it's just
4: oh it's kind of the worst. Well, the uh, yeah, you know, the worst cry you're gonna hear here is probably from my cat outside the door when I <laughs> decides She wants to come in, and she's been quiet so far. But I guarantee you, it'll happen within the next thirty to forty minutes. Oh, so we, we not, have if 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 to if I get up and go to. It wouldn't be a podcast, of course. It's, no, it's not a good, good podcast about some kind of animal noise. I like, oh. trust me. Oh, we had, just, every episode. Uh, uh, every episode, it is... all the time. I, yeah. I also, I swear by the time we get through like 50 or 75 episodes, Ben, like I'm not going to need baby books. I mean, <laughs> God knows I'm not bringing kids into this world, but I mean, if I do, you know, then, you know what's then, funny is like... I will have learned all I need to know from, from, from our time together here. It's, it's so funny
2: because my first kid was the easiest baby and, and the easiest kid, which was, which was great. Cause I was 19 when he was born. So, you know, I needed an easy kid. I, and then, you know, baby number two comes and he's, got colic and it's three months of every day crying for like two hours on end and you have never been at your wits end until you have a baby with colic because there's also that just there's a parental instinct of my baby is crying and i need to do something and yeah, there's nothing you can do and there's nothing you can do right yep. and it's just this uh oh, it's a weird yeah, my, my
3: neighbor's my neighbor's child i probably that's probably eight eight years ago now across the street screen door was always open on the door and her, their baby had colic, and we like across <laughs> oh, the street, and I was like, and I, didn't, I wasn't going to tell them to shut the door. I just felt bad for them. I was like, oh, that is rough. That That's is rough. someone who
2: wants to share their misery with the world, who's just like, you know yeah. what? I'm going to open yeah. this, and you're
4: all going to be in this with me.
5: Yeah,
2: it's neighborhood <laughs> oh, man, watch man. party. <laughs>
4: If the climate crisis has any kind of upside whatsoever, it's that it relieves some of the pressure for me to have to you know, <laughs> can go on with, with with that part of life. But on uh, on, some no, more, anyways, what... notes, on some more Sorry. mundane notes, you did yes. you did mention earlier that um, you love golf. Yes. You have a golf shirt on right now. Yep. Uh, so before we talk a little bit more about baseball, just uh, tell us what it is about golf that you love. What's your relationship to it? Uh, what's the deal? Et cetera, yep. et cetera.
3: I started playing in high school when um, I was playing baseball almost to my senior year of high school. And then I had to start getting a job and getting ready for college and all that kind of stuff. I got to the point where I was like, OK, I can go play at a junior college play for baseball. But let's be real. This isn't going to happen full time. So let's take the shift to uh, adult things. And um, so I picked up golf as a hobby because it's like, you know what, baseball player just want to go play golf. It's kind of the transition period. And I was having fun with it. And then it in happens, college, it does I'd play happen. once in a while but uh, as i as I got out of college and you know I got to to being on my own, I enjoy golf a lot, especially these days for multiple reasons. but um it's it's a game where it's just you versus yourself, basically. it's like it's just it's it's all you. it's you, you're hitting the bad, you're hitting the good. It, you can't blame anybody else. It, it's all about you, so it's kind of just a mental thing. It's a great way to just get away from the world, like you mentioned fantasy Twitter and stuff. You just get away for like four hours, not to worry about it. I'll go walk sometimes, play by myself. I'll get in a cart and play with buddies, like whatever. It's just a fun thing to do to just get away from everything and kind of just detox. And now, of course, I watch it on TV all the time because I'm like way into it. I love the new era of young golfers, the way it's it's just so much fun. So I I thoroughly enjoy it. Baseball will always be my passion. But uh, as you get older and you realize you're playing slow-pitch softball or nothing, golf takes over. And uh, I I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy golf because it's also a game that – like I said, you can play it by yourself. You can play it year round in California. So that's nice. And it's just kind of a, a plus. You
4: yeah. Know? As someone who I, 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 played baseball in college and it took about a year after that finish for me to start feeling like I just kind of, yeah, I just want something to do, you know, but I, You're I still really, competitive. I, You're still competitive. yeah, still a little, a little, <laughs> there's a little bit of competition. It just requires mm-hmm. like a fraction of the effort that most other sports do. I think it's, a, it is a reasonable transition for sure. Do you have any favorite golfers? You're talking about this young generation. I have Pretty solid sense of what you're saying. I'm curious who, you're,
3: who you um, guys are. There's one that some people like either love or hate him, but I love Brooks Kepka because, like I said, I'm a very sarcastic person, and my friends know that, so they don't take anything I say personally because I'm just having fun. And that's kind of how Brooks is, but some people take it personally. But I love what he does, and I love as the competitor in him because I can be competitive playing Monopoly. Like, whatever we play, I'm competitive at. Um, I've watched Brooks in person, and he'll go to certain tournaments. It doesn't matter, but he'll go to a major, like the, one of the big four, and he just like flicks a switch, and you can see the way he walks. You can see the way he plays, and he's just a, a competitor. So I love that about him. Um, and then there's just there's a slew of these young guys like that are just always in comp- they're always in competition. Like there were seven first time winners I think last year. There were six or seven this year. So it, golf's in a good spot right now for anybody that does like golf. It's a, it's kind of like the, the new generation of baseball players we have. Golf's going through a similar thing. So the thing that I'm interested in
2: is I I can see how playing golf is very relaxing. And I've honestly, I one day I would like to actually like try and learn to play golf competently. So I could do it as a relaxation activity. Cause it does seem like a nice thing to get away, kind of unplug and just you and maybe a couple of friends just hitting the balls, being outside. It's quiet. I, that I completely understand watching golf on
3: TV. <laughs> it's not for everybody.
2: <laughs> no, no, and, and look, I mean, you we're on a baseball podcast, yeah. uh True. supposedly. True. Uh and you know, if there's one knock on baseball, it's that watching baseball on TV is boring. But I'm curious, is is watching golf on TV similar to to watching baseball on TV in that it's not something you're sitting there and you're you're like watching attentively every minute. It's something that can be kind of on while you're doing other things and, and then like, you know, you're watching it, but kind of passively watching it or, or is, you know, watching golf on TV, something like you're sitting down, you're watching golf and like, that is what you're doing.
3: Most of the time, it's the passively part. Like you'll just have it on, like background ways. If I'm working on an article, I'll have it on the TV in my office. Or like on Sundays, if you're just, you know, somehow the family's gone, you want a nap, you throw golf on, you'll sleep for a little bit. You wake up, you six holes later, like life is good. That is um, the most dad thing I have yeah, heard you yeah. say. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, is
2: <laughs> I'm gonna take a nap. Things, so. I'm gonna take a nap on the couch. So I'm gonna put golf on, and then someone's yep. gonna change the channel. And be like, I was watching that.
3: Like every, <laughs> every once in a while, there's, there's like a big tournament and there's like a, a, a few big names battling it out at the end. Then it's kind of must see because you like, "Okay, hey, this guy hit this shot here. He hit this shot. But for the most part, it's probably pretty passive. Like I, I just like it for the personalities. And um, like I said, there's been so many like first time winners and stuff so, like the storylines. I, I enjoy a good storyline. That's why we love fantasy and stuff like that. That's why we write. Mm-hmm. That's why we do things. And there's great storylines in, uh, in sports in general. And right now, golf has some pretty awesome storylines hmm
2: yeah you know I never really thought about the uh the ability to showcase personality in golf mm-hmm. but that's definitely really there because because it's not a team sport really because it's an individual, there's a whole lot of focus on the individual and so then if that individual is you know goofy or weird or the opposite very quiet and like stoic, that personality it very much comes through in a way that, Maybe a personality on a team sport doesn't necessarily.
3: You also don't have to. Go ahead, sorry. I was gonna say some of these guys have great social media presences, either on Twitter or Instagram. Um, The 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 PGA Tour is encouraging it. They put this thing called PIP. P I P. It's I don't know how how much money's in it, but each year the top like X amount of social media activities get paid extra money because they're trying to promote the game more. So they're trying to get these guys out there. But what were you gonna say, Zach?
4: Yeah, no, I I mean, it's not like it's a fairly low bar, too, as far as personality goes with golf. Like, you know, you zoom out and I had to do some I cover I like vague. Like I said, vaguely follow golf and I had to cover it a fair amount, actually, uh, last summer because it was one of the first sports that really started kind of coming back on a semi regular basis after the lockdown. And I was just stunned how they even on the major tournaments, a lot of the times they don't keep the names on the screen for like a super long time. And I'm like. Yo, it's a bunch of like kind of tall, skinny white dudes yeah. with like five o'clock shadow hats and yeah. like pastel colored polo shirts and i like i'm like i i don't know who any of these people are but that being said like i knew after a little while of watching, like i knew who bryson dechambeau was yeah. i knew who john rom was you know i knew i i have known who capco was i mean like i said i do follow a little bit but yeah no it's i think that's well, no, that you, is the thing about golf. there's that. an opportunity there you know
3: because what you're hitting on is us diehard nerd golf fans that watch relit no matter what's going on the coverage is the worst and that's like our, our biggest pet peeve. It's all the commercials they can get in all the useless interviews that don't matter. Like we just want golf shots. It's like, we joke around with baseball. Just like, give me the red zone for baseball where I can just watch whatever I want. Not like with no background. Just let me mute it and watch that. That's all I yeah. want. That's all we want for golf. Just give me a place with like eight different holes on. And you just like a drone just follows these guys. And with no sound, it would be fun. That, yeah, that would be more interesting. Actually. I like think. the Olympics over there in Japan, they had drones on like seven or eight holes. That was pretty cool. Um, 'cause of the COVID I mean, over there is really like there's less people on the course to actually film yeah. stuff. So it was actually cool to see how they could kind of follow along and it was one of the better coverages. So who knows?
4: Think, uh, that kind of immersion would definitely be... I think it would make golf watching more interesting for a lot of people if you could have some sort of semblance of control over it. They need week. something you, to get the younger yeah. audience in there. Yeah, well, if sure. you really want to follow someone, you can actually follow every shot they take and not mm-hmm. be at the mercy of, you know, who do I got to see this schmuck for, you know, yeah. however long... Right, and, to come back and to there's... want to watch, where are we? Oh, I missed the shot. Like, oh, uh, you know, that's... Yeah, um, and there's more action. kind of an impediment. Yep.
2: There's more constant action if you're doing something like that where you're like... You're all. there's always something going on at a hole. There's less downtime, I feel like, yep. if you're covering it that way. That's, that's interesting. I, I like that. Um, before we get to baseball, there is one thing I do want to ask you, uh, as we've mentioned a couple times. You have a day job. What is that day job?
3: Uh, and how did you get into that field? Okay, this is the fun one because people like at first go, like, what are you talking about? And then, oh, you're one of those guys. Um so I'm from Woodland, little farm area. Um, I was never into farming in my life. I was always playing sports. I was all like, literally played any sport I could. Didn't care about any of it. Um, went to college to be a kinesiology major, aka sports uh, like physical therapy. So I, I like my idea was okay if I can't be a, a broadcaster or play, I'll be an athletic trainer and I'll still get to go with the team and do the team things. Real quickly realized that wasn't going to be a good idea either. So uh, a couple of my friends that I went to school with went to Davis also. Uh, they joined the agricultural fraternity. And so I go hang out there once in a while and realize I get along a lot with these guys. And uh, so we're having fun there. And one day they asked me to join. So I joined. And next thing you know, a year later, I had an ag major. And I was in ag management, like crop science type deal. So I get a, a, a graduate Davis in, in crop science. And um, I am now a pest control advisor called the PCA where we do conventional and organic crops and the farmers hire my company. So like I have like X amount of clients and I check their fields all the time to see if there's diseases or bugs or whatever to keep it clean so it can get harvested and go to your guys' shelves. So like the hmm. easiest way the, the layman's answer, I'm a plant doctor hmm. is what it is. Huh. Um, but the definition is like basically once they plant a, a seed, I have to make sure that seed gets in the box to go to the store. And whatever it takes to do that conventionally organically, whatever the situation is, that's my job.
2: Hmm. That's fascinating. I honestly, I wouldn't have, <laughs> that's even why I love that... it though,
3: because I could never have a day job like where I have to sit at a desk all day. A cause I just can't dress up like that. Literally I wear polo shirts and jeans and my boots and I work out of my truck. Like that's part of the way it helps me do fantasy. Cause my hours are flexible. It's like, as long as your job gets done, you can kind of be in and out and do whatever you want. So it, and it's, Always changing. There's something different every day. So it's not monotonous. Like it's monotonous where you have to go to the same ranches every day, but something's different every day. So that's part of it I like.
2: I yeah, I would imagine that uh yeah, it's very it sounds very hands on too. Like you're yeah. you're out in the field. Yeah, I'm literally, checking, I'm literally doing things and looking at
3: them and playing in the dirt. And
2: yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, that's super cool. Uh, yeah, I, I had seen, so I I did some Googling on you and I saw you were a pest control
3: advisor and I'm like, I have no clue what that is. (laughs) Yeah. See, most people don't. And then like, I always feel bad and like whole story, trust me, and (laughs) there's lots of regulations on this and there's like so many things that go into this window and we do as least amount of spraying as we can possibly do. But uh, there's like, I could do hours on the regulations and why we do what we do, but that's, that's a different show.
2: (laughs) that is i don't know what show that is but it is yeah, a different show
5: one. it's not this one <laughs>
2: uh no so was that was that lady just one of those people who, like you sit next to and she's like so hi my name's blank yeah I've what do the, you do
3: like yeah because like i'm a very nice i'll talk to you i'll have fun like usually if i'm in a bar i'll sit and talk to anybody yeah. But when i'm on a plane i'm like headphones nap time i just kind of want to zone out and i'm just like oh no <laughs> <laughs> like are you a yeah. cat person it's gonna be a long flight no I was kidding
2: <laughs> yeah cause then yeah then you start thinking like what am I gonna talk to her about especially yeah. if it's like a four hour flight I had that happen to me I was at the uh, beach last week in the Outer Banks North Carolina and I just had like standing out there with my son who's jumping in the waves and I had another dad just like approach me and he's just like conversation time we're having this I'm like uh hi and he's like yeah so uh, where are you from he was uh shout out to Dominic from Long Island which was <laughs> <laughs> great it was great One of the, one of the, uh, one of the many New Yorkers Who uh, evacuated New York And moved to North Carolina Apparently that's a big thing out there um, Anyways Baseball I want to talk a little bit about baseball And the key question that we always ask Every guest on this show Is Why do you love baseball There are lots of sports out there We just heard a little bit about why you love golf but what is it about baseball specifically, the sport that
3: makes it unique from other sports that makes it something that you love? Well, it's one of those, I guess there's many different ways to look at it, but it's a sport that I watched with my dad as a kid. Um, we played catch. Uh, we didn't have a catch. We played catch. Thank you. Uh, that is, yeah. you know what? You know, that's that's a question that we our should show. start. We, talked we about did. That on we our did.
2: Show. We, we, that's a question we should start asking, Zach. Every guess if that they is, get it wrong.
3: People. The podcast is over, right? Podcast is over. One. I Thank agree, you. that is a good one.
2: You are, um, wait, Zach, you're a play catch guy, right? Right, right. Oh, 20 episodes, yeah, play later. Catch.
4: yeah. <laughs> yes, play catch.
2: Okay, Bro, so good. who says you.
4: have a catch in the 21st? I, you session. know, <sighs>
2: I know, I know, I know, let's Nick, get, let's Nick just, Pollack. it is, let's, it is what who. it is. Yeah, but Nick
4: Pollock uh, is the one. <laughs>
2: Nick Pollock I would know. say that, actually. He says know, have a catch, it. and he is a staunch have-a-catch defender, and well, I have argued Nick
4: Pollock that. probably grew up playing stickball in the alleyways of Brooklyn. You know, so <laughs> that, blue, that he did. So maybe that he, he, did. Might, be stuck. he might be a little stuck in 1950s.
3: <laughs> That's very know. valid. Willie Mays was coming down and playing with him after the game. Yep. Yeah, that right. Very popular. <laughs> um, Anyways, but, while you yeah, were
2: playing yeah.
1: catch.
3: Yeah, I grew up. You know, He coached my Little League teams. Um, but there's like my pictures of me as a kid going the Giants games. We used to have like the family twenty game plan at Candlestick and doing all that. We it was the old days where you could play outside all night and no big deal. So you know it would be in the cul-de-sac playing wiffle ball or uh, literally you you'd grab a cup and play cup ball for anybody that used to play that kind of stuff. Like there's so many things you could do back in the day, and you I just I was in, like engulfed with it, engrossed with it. I guess I I literally would even literally I'd like go and watch like the older kids play, and then I would. I'd uh, go watch my dad play slow pitch softball like Bat Boy for them. Like, there was, I was just always a part of my life one way or another. So then once I started playing, I loved it. And like I said, like, I like golf for the reasons that it's kind of you versus yourself. Baseball is you versus yourself, but also a team at the same time. So it's kind of like an even deeper thing. Like you still have – you're still responsible for a lot of your own. Like that's why I, I pitched and played first base. And I always get annoyed when people say first base is easy. I'm like there's a lot more to first base than you think. So let's, let's go into that real quick. But um, – it's just one of those deals like you have to know so much about your responsibility to yourself and to your team so to me it teaches you a lot like we could go to life lesson story but we don't need to go there no it's just i think it's one of those things that i team sports in general i think everyone should try to play once just to kind of it gives you a whole different outlook on life um Mm -hmm. but uh baseball is just one of those it's like a family thing because like when you play with like you, you hear players talk about it and if you've played long enough like Zach said played in college. You get it. You hang out with these guys so much. It's like, it's, it's crazy. And like, when I was in Little League and All-Stars, like you play with the same All-Stars every year and then you play with them in high school and these are your boys. Like, this is what you do. And so um, it, it's a cool thing. It's like a family aspect to it. It's a life learning aspect to it. You learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about helping others. Like, there's just so many things about baseball I love. I can sit down and watch any game because there's the other flip side of it. It's intellectual. Like especially as you get older and you play a lot, like little league, about you're on the big diamond, and it's like okay, well now these guys leading off, and now these guys are bunting guys over, and the signs are different, and just so much to baseball. I love it. It's not just a simple like, hey, let's do this and that. There's there's so much more to baseball that people don't understand because they just get bored with baseball, and I get it. Mm. It is slow. It is boring. I 100% mm-hmm. get it. But I love baseball because you, you can sit in a ballpark for three and a half hours, get like a bag of peanuts if you want, get a beer just listen to the sounds of the ballpark and it's just like relaxing. Like I go to San Jose an hour away and watch minor league baseball for like 10 bucks. I have more fun doing that than I do going to San Francisco and watch the giants. Cause it's literally dudes playing for their livelihood basically. And they're having fun with it. And you have these kids running around there because it's a fun game. And there's like, they're playing with the mascot. guy. It's just so many little intimate things about the ballpark. I love baseball. Like I actually love baseball. It's something that it's not for everybody. I get it, but like football, yeah, it's fun to watch on Sundays, but I won't go to a game. But baseball is just—I could sit there and do it all day long.
2: Yeah, you know, yeah, going to a football game, especially, it's such a different atmosphere. Like, it's just
3: so—I
2: don't know. It there's a—it's a combination of the game being like more people being way or caring way more about the game, mixed with like everyone's drunk. Yep. Like, there's definitely like. For sure, people get drunk at baseball games. Oh yeah, for it's a, it's sure. In, in any
4: I mean, section. You'll oh, see. On oh yeah, a, on oh a yeah. Very basic level, like the stakes of any individual football game are like ten times as high as oh yeah, in baseball game. So it's very like true. people are people are just going to be like going crazy. They're just more intense, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> right. They're they're more intense, and and there is I feel like there's like this I don't know this atmosphere of like you go to football games and you get smashed Mm -hmm. and then you like yell at people and you (laughs) fight with the opposing team's fans and like there's just this i don't know it's a different atmosphere um but like yeah baseball it's funny when talking about why you love baseball i feel like you touched on every single point that every guest has said at some point or another which is Uh, You know, it's a family history of, you know, watching baseball with their parents. A lot of our guests have said that the individual aspect of baseball plus the team aspect, uh, the intellectual aspect of baseball. That's one of my favorite parts. I, I can't get over watching pitchers like, you know, they throw a pitch, and I'm like, okay, I think this is probably what they're gonna. Uh, they just threw a fastball up and in. Okay, I bet he's gonna throw a slider down and uh, down and. In. Oh, he went for another fastball up. That's uh, you know, just pitch sequencing just like, and how they approach. Like me,
3: yeah, like all of a sudden you'll see a pitch go. Oh, my wife of like, what's what, what's going on? I'm like he did this when he I thought he was doing this. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like that was so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: super cool. And I just to me the the art of watching a baseball like the way it curves and moves that just is beautiful to me and it's still i'll show videos to my wife i'll be like look at this pit like this baseball moved like this and she's like cool i'm like you don't understand it's like magic and but let I me mean, explain um, the physics behind that <laughs> but and then also minor league games we we've had a handful of people mention before the joy of minor league games and i can't i agree more minor league games are so
4: great well, the point you said there, just about the, the point that I always come back to is that I like grandstanding on is accessibility it's, it's just yes. so when it's yep. when it's that yep. easy, like it's going to be chill and you're going to have a good time and you're going to want to see more about more of it. It's really it is really that simple. You make it easy to do like baseball, something that's supposed to be there. It's not like a football game where you have eight home games a year. And it is a thing that's like a monumental event that you get excited, really, really yeah. excited for you go to. It's something that you can go to on any given day if you want to and just yep. always have there as a thing that you do. And it's fun. And if you do it, you'll want to do more of it. And, you know, having that be accessible for like ten dollars and an easy drive or an easy Ideally, public trans trip away is, That's
0: you know, awesome. but
4: you know, MLB wants to do, you know, yeah. sports books at Wrigley Field and bar stool partnerships. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, even yeah, even outside of that
3: craziness, um, <laughs> just like a family of four, like Ben, like if he if he wanted to take his family to like, an Orioles game, it's like mm-hmm. yeah,
2: exactly. it's stupid expensive. It, if I want get... to we took
3: we took my one year old to a game. It was the last like weekend before full stadiums. There was a vaccinated section. All this stuff. And we had our seats, and they were still kind of pricey, but whatever. We wanted to get good seats for her so she could have access to stuff. And literally, like between food and par- parking's up to fifty dollars in San Francisco. Holy $50. cow! Fifty dollars? I have like, I literally like pulled in. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's <laughs> it's, it's it's just like right. And nuts. that's
2: in that's in San Francisco. I mean, even in Baltimore, it's the prices are lower, and it's still crazy. I mean, if I want to go to an yeah. Orioles game, it's you know. Cheap seats are twenty bucks a ticket, and this is for like the one of the worst teams in baseball. Yeah. Twenty bucks a ticket, so I'm spending. Luckily, the Orioles do a kids go to the game free thing, which I think is oh, great. Cool. Yeah. Any they any kid, the they should any kid <laughs> under ten, you get upper deck uh, seats for free with awesome. uh, with the purchase of adult tickets, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah do it's it.
4: Great but deal. And even yeah.
2: even so, you you know you're looking at easily two hundred bucks. Yep. F- between food parking tickets easily a couple hundred bucks for a small family to go to just to be at the game to sit down so crazy. and be at the game and that's why it's always crazy to me to think that like fans are actually worried about how long games are going on <laughs> yeah. like they just drop 200 bucks and they're just like let's move this along like
3: yeah you know, like yeah. i want to spend as much time as here as possible you understand yeah. how much money is spent <laughs> yeah Three I mean, hours like better. especially too it's like...
2: oh my god yeah um but no, I that's all of those. It's, I just as I was listening to it, I was like, this is funny. This is like everyone's reasonings for loving baseball that we've had so far all meshed together into one. So it's
3: such a great game, you can't just pick one thing. At all. Oh, yeah, of course. It's like there's so many parts of baseball, and as you go through your life, different aspects are different for you in the game of baseball. So, yeah, that's why I was kind of going through my, my like growing up enjoying baseball, like what it mm-hmm. all was, and it's just like. Like now, like now, like I had the best time taking my daughter to a ball game, just watching her smile and like having fun with the noises. Like it was one of the best days of my life. I was like, it's like yeah. as a, as a diehard baseball fan, she has no idea what's going on, but to, like <laughs> right, right. to watch her excitement level. I'm like, this is freaking awesome. I cannot wait till the next time. Like this is yeah, it's baseball.
2: Yeah, that's that's great. Um, so as you have said, you are a Giants fan. I assume being a born and raised Californian, a lifelong Giants fan. Yes, so, born and raised. I, I want. I'm curious your answer to this question. Do you have a favorite Giants player, and who is it? Uh, like all to- Oh, there we go. Oh, you know what? I knew this.
3: Wow, that's yeah. a that might be a first from a Giants person that I've seen. <laughs> Will the thrill Clark? I was a first baseman growing up. Uh, I'm left-handed. I wrote 22 on all my T-shirts and black marker. I wore the eye black like he did. Um, I did the stance. Like, you know, they have the batting stance guy on Twitter. I can do Will Clark still to this day. So we got that one down. <laughs> I love – and the thing about Clark that's awesome is it goes back to one of the things you, like, you love about baseball. That dude was all about the team. Like, that guy was 100% all about the team. His intensity level for a game, like, it gets you, like, as a fan, just, like, so much more invested in it. I, I loved Will Clark. And he had one of the smoothest – before Griffey showed up, he played the smoothest left-handed swing in baseball. So – diehard will clark fan when he went to, when he left the giants it was a heartbreaker because i was still young and didn't understand the business aspect of baseball yet and uh, that was rough but i'm glad he's back with them in the organization he travels everywhere they're supposed to retire his number last year obviously stuff happened so i think they even moved it to next season to do it so i will be there for sure to watch that baltimore orioles
2: legend will yep. clark yep. yeah yeah <laughs>
3: <laughs> yep. Yep. Cardinals, Orioles, Rangers, in like a five-year span. He, he toured the the league.
2: Yeah. He had uh, a,
5: yeah, it, it was
2: like 1999. I think just that one year he was with Baltimore yeah. or no, I guess he was traded. He was traded. That's right. He was 99. He was with Baltimore. And then in 2000, they traded him to the Cardinals, right?
3: That was, I think so. I think I think so. so yeah.
2: Yeah. Like he, um, to the
3: Rangers from the giants. Yes, he did. Yeah.
2: Yep. Um, Weird. Anyways, uh, that's so. I, I'm I. That's it's interesting. What was? Do you remember what I I should remember? Do you remember what Justin said his favorite Giants player was? Oh man, uh, it was a recent oh, guy. I, oh, oh, it was uh, Justin um, Mason. Justin
4: Mason. It oh, was. Right. I was um, um, Justin Joy. I was like, he's a Dodgers fan. No,
2: no uh, uh It wasn't it Hunter Pence. It was that's, Hunter Pence. It's yes. a good one. That's it's a good who, one. Pence yeah. was
4: awesome. Yeah, it that was Pence. Yeah, and. You know, and in spite of how expensive it is, Oracle Park is really cool. Um, no, I love it. Yeah, I'm biased, but it's an amazing ballpark. Yes, even if. So, what are some of what's? I want to ask. What other ballparks have you been to, if any others, and uh, you know, which are your favorites? How do they hold up to Oracle? And uh, maybe what are some of your favorite parts of Oracle too?
3: Yeah, it, I haven't been to it enough. I have like literally over on the other side of my room. There's a map of the u.s with every ballpark and i have a pen where i've been in each one of them and it's not nearly enough like that's one reason i'm jealous of you guys on the east coast i'm assuming Zach's on the east coast too uh no so no Zach's in chicago i'm in no, it's still close Midwest. enough that's good enough yeah. that's good enough <laughs> you guys have driving distances to a lot of ballparks that's fair that like literally fair. like we have four in california and if i want to go anywhere else you're on a plane probably yeah so uh, that makes it tough but i've done uh both la stadiums i've done oakland obviously I've done Arizona a couple times because of friends. Um, I've done Houston. I was there for um, something else, and I, they were playing that night. And then the granddaddy, and I, I, I'm mad I missed Yankee Stadium. I still have not done Fenway, but I've done Wrigley. Um, the Giants, some of the Giants somehow get like a weekend series there, it seems like every year. So a couple of years after college, myself and another buddy flew out um, on Friday, watched the Friday game, or watched the, yeah, the Saturday and Sunday games. And, um, I'll never forget as a diehard baseball fan, when we walked out of the tunnel and saw the field, the Ivy, the, the, the town behind it, goosebumps. Like it was the coolest feeling ever. It, was a, it felt small, it felt intimate, amazing ballpark. It just, the scene, it, it was awesome. It was baseball. So Wrigley, I absolutely loved. Um, but yeah, I have not seen enough ballparks. I really want to go to PNC cause everyone says PNC might be better than Oracle ballpark. I've heard nothing but good things about PNC, so yep. I want to check that out in a big way. Obviously, I want to go Fenway. I want to see the mall. But um my brother's been to Baltimore. He said Baltimore's amazing cuz cause, cuz cause, uh, Oracle was built by the guy like, after the th- the way Camden was built. So, it was kind of the principle behind it. So, and I can see some of it and it makes sense. So, there's yeah. a lot I still want to see.
2: Yeah, um You know what? I never really thought about how close I am to how many ballparks. I mean, I can drive
3: train rider or something.
2: Yeah. I mean, I can, I can drive to, obviously I've been to Camden a million times. Uh, I've been to Nats Park a couple times. I could drive if I'm taking a day trip. I could easily drive up to Philadelphia, see Phillies. I could drive. I mean, it'd be a long drive, but I could drive up to Pittsburgh if I really wanted to. And yeah, I mean, it's what a Four-hour train ride to get up to New York
3: City. Yeah, it, from it's where I am, and, it's yeah. three and a half to four hours for me to drive to a Giants game. Really, to go Ooh, to yeah. a ah, oh, jeez, that oh, that's, that's all. That's <laughs> all. And like when we go to LA, it's about four and a half hours. Like we're right in the middle of it all, and we'll man. Do but uh, yeah,
2: yeah, you got it. You got to come to Camden sometime. I'll get you some crab dip waffle fries. You'll have a great time.
3: That's one of the cool things that has changed since the old school. There's a candlestick where I've been. Um, the food at these new ballparks is something else. What what
2: happened? Zach is Zach is not a fan of the crab dip waffle fries. He thinks it's weird.
4: Now, I want to try them sometime, but I mean they're you know, delicious. I think they're regular fries. It sound more appealing to me. The waffle fries is like I don't know. They, they really. More that's where you're. That's, you, that's that's you know, I where thought you're. Hung hung yeah, yeah because I'm you. imagining like kind of like are the waffle fries crisp? They have to be really crispy is as things. Those because get soggy. If they're so, soggy, you'll be you'll be eating like mashed potatoes with crab dip, and that doesn't sound good at all. It it That's depends, actually. Mashed potatoes with crab dip sounds fantastic. If, it's, um, if, if
3: the crab dip's done right, right I've had the, have the to
2: do crab dip is over. Uh, <laughs> Listen, if you view crab dip as a sauce, then it, because here's the thing, Camden Yards, the they're not shelling out, no pun intended, if for like if you view loaded, ketchup as a
4: salad dressing, uh, well. Yeah. I mean, wait no, a minute! But wait a minute! Just... <laughs>
2: wait, who I, I catch should up as a salad
3: dressing.
4: Nobody. Oh, I, okay, let I, me rephrase. Wait, like, if you,
2: if you think of the crab dip as a condiment on the fries, gotcha. because the reason is Camden Yards is not shelling out the money for you know loaded up with crab meat, crab dip. It's just yeah. not happening because that's expensive. So you're gonna get some crab meat in that crab dip, but it's mostly going to be the dip part. And when they put that on top of the fries, it's delicious. Yeah. There are a few things yeah. that uh, look. Have, did I, I did I ever mention on this podcast the I. I think it was here that I mentioned the Old Bay uh, ice cream. Nope. Like Maryland goes weird yes. sometimes.
4: Yes, that sounds yeah. good. And though. it's and it's the Old Bay with Natty Bo that I really have the issue with more so than <laughs> the, the, the the Botini. Podcast. That is a, that is really. And I'm going to try great. one live on the show sometime. I just haven't gotten the right. Way. You can find, honestly I've looked I've been looking for Natty Bo actively. Like the last. Oh really? Try this. <laughs> they, don't, they don't. They don't have it at like they have it
2: everywhere in liquor. Like with the cheap beer uh, here in Maryland. I'm surprised that it's I'll not be in
4: New York next week. I'll, I'll bring some back with me from.
2: There you go. Get some and then all you got to do pour it in the glass, put some old bay on the rim. You got a botini. And sprinkle a little in the drink. It's it's delicious. It's yeah, delicious. I'll do you, it will be, exactly you will be you will be pleasantly surprised. It. You'll do it I'll once be, right. and then you'll be like, we'll do "I want to do it more."
4: You, I'll do that and you do a shot of Malort at the same time. Oh my know.
2: god. Did I There's a video I saw worth looking up if you haven't seen it. It's a comedy sketch of a guy who's like fourth generation Jepsen and he's doing an ad for Malort and they're like, but no, we want you to actually like drink it in the ad. And he's like, oh, okay. I'll say that. It it's him like doing take after take, which is like,
1: oh God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's um. anyways. Anyways. Yes. Come to Maryland sometime. <sighs> love the crab dip waffle fries. You'll love them. So we'll use Zach. Um, so I want to uh, ask one more baseball question before we kind of pivot to some of the more random stuff here uh let's say you are commissioner of baseball tomorrow <laughs> suddenly <laughs> all of a sudden something horrible has happened to rob manfred so 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 and so, horrible. so horrible yeah and uh you get a phone call on on the red phone that you've got in your office that specifically goes straight to mlb headquarters uh And they say, Brian, Bubba, you are now commissioner of baseball. What is something that you are going to fix about baseball? Something that you want to fix? Something that you believe there is a major glaring flaw in the game today and it needs to be fixed and it can be fixed. What is it? Or what are they if there's more than
3: one? My top two things, and there's obviously a laundry list that you can make on this, top two things uh, blackouts got to go i know it's a common thing right oh, now yeah. but that is absolutely ridiculous there's zero zero reasoning for that did
2: you all. see did you see the wall street journal piece about um the people in iowa at the field of dreams game <laughs> oh yeah well, they, they have like
3: billboards and stuff all yeah.
2: over the place. Well, yeah. I I didn't realize. So people in Iowa are blacked out. They can't watch like any games. <laughs> yeah, there's like, there's like 20% of 20%. Major League
4: Baseball they are blacked out from.
3: That's insane.
4: All the Midwestern markets. Yeah. They just get all the Midwestern markets cut.
3: And they and don't have incredible. a baseball
4: team in their state. Like that's just mind-blowing to me. It's
3: garbage. So yeah. that's one that like you got to grow the game. That's simple. The second one, and again, there's probably many, many more if I sat down and really planned it out. You gotta fix the minor league system. You have to pay these guys. Like this is absolutely ridiculous. It's the future of baseball. They they should have a good place to live. They should get paid a good wage. Like this is insane that the way they eat, the way they live. it's not the way you treat the future of something that you want like to be great. Like it's embarrassing what goes on there. So um, I'd almost rather do that than the blackouts if I had to pick one. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, it's that bad. But those would be like my, my two like first things I would I would act. But there's a ton you could probably put out there.
2: Funnily enough, literally tonight uh, on during the Orioles game because you know it was a blowout. So Jim Palmer and Scott Garceau were looking for things to talk about. They actually started talking. Jim Palmer started it. Started talking about how minor leaguers need to be paid more. Good
3: for him. I'm like, ooh, that's a guys, touchy subject. Well done. Yeah.
2: Oh, he was just like, oh, uh, Jim Palmer has never been one to mince words. Hmm. So like when he when he has an opinion on something, he's just going to tell you what it is. And he was just – they, they started talking about how the baseballs used to be different between uh, AAA and Major League. And he said they finally moved to the same baseball uh, a year or two ago.
4: when they and, and bought at Rawlings. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, and uh, Scott Garceau was saying something like, yeah, it's kind of ridiculous that they were using these cheaper baseballs, this you know $5 billion industry. And Jim Palmer was like, well – you know, I feel like there's a few players who probably would rather have houses than uh, have the same baseball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they start kind of talking about that. I'm like, oh on an oh, when you put it that way." I was like, um, on a I broadcast, are fingers, they allowed yeah. to say that? Is Rob Manfred going to like call them and be like, guys, stop it, stop it. Man, um, he's the worst. You know, I so I was having the blackouts discussion last week uh, with my dad. And <sighs> – I'm curious, why is it? Because uh, this came up, and I and I didn't have an answer for it. Maybe you guys know, uh, or maybe a listener knows and can tell us. Why is it that this is uniquely an MLB thing? Like this, like correct me if I'm wrong. This isn't a problem for the NBA if you have NBA TV, right? Or it's not a problem for. Well, I guess the NFL is a little different um why why is this and i have no idea the nhl does why is this such a uniquely mlb thing is it the way these regional sports networks are set up is it the way these contracts are set up i i don't i don't really know i know they're terrible and i think they're a like you said a barrier to growing the game but i'm not quite sure why they exist and why the issue seems to be so difficult to resolve
3: i have some guesses zach but do you have an actual answer
4: uh, some of it, I think, is that in, in the NFL is a completely different animal, but both the NFL and the NBA, most of the TV deal money comes from national broadcasting and national games. Right. In the NBA, you know, there's a national game every night, and teams are on the RSN. But if they give you NBA League Pass, like if I get League Pass for the other 30 teams and I also want to watch the Bulls because I don't have cable, they're actually, maybe they are blacked out. I don't know if that's the case. Now that I think about it, like, would I be able to watch them on League Pass? I'm not sure. But either way, rsns and the deals that rsns have with teams are just a much it's a much more team by team independent thing so they need to have i mean there's no revenue sharing in the same scale that there is with with the nba and the nfl so that is at least my understanding of a large part of it, is that as long as rsns have this kind of throttle on their local markets then you know their their income is dependent on making people buy their TV packages. So a part of that deal is going to be right. um you can't get around them by going to MLB. Um so until I mean who knows how long that model is going to stay around because people are cutting the cord. RSNs have a lot less power. You know, the Cubs marquee network is not doing so hot right now. They thought they were going to have something like Nesson or yes for the Yankees and Red Sox and Markets are changing, and it's kind of unclear what the future of that is. I don't know. But, I mean, hopefully they'll get rid of blackouts. God, those, man. Yeah. It's, well, not, I mean, it's not sustainable. It's us put it that way.
2: Manfred said it's like in that Wall Street I, Journal I, I, article,
4: I, I, actually. He said it was like top priority, one of their top priorities. I was like, bitch, do it. Thank you. Yeah, I'll believe <laughs> it when You're I see charge, it. in charge. But um, right. I want to hear, Brian, you had some thoughts, too. Um,
3: well, like with football, it's the rule. Like the Jags used to get blackouts. They didn't sell out their games. Sell Almost sell all football out, games you know? get sold out. So. That kind of solves that problem in that respect. Uh, but, you know, there's hockey games that aren't sold out. Basketball's not sold out. So it's 100% something to do with their the, the TV package. That's, that's the way it's going. Like the regional thing makes tons of sense for the NBA because there's always a game, TNT, ESPN. Someone's got a game nationally televised, and they get to share the money there. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, with baseball, you know, 81 home games, that's a, so much more than anywhere else. Um, you got to pay like their, their excuses. We got to pay these people, which, okay, you guys make enough money. We've talked about how much it costs to go to a game, but, um, there's gotta be something written in there that they have to sell X amount of yeah. tickets or something to, but the, the regional thing, like it, it's one thing. If you, you live in the same town and something weird happens, that's still dumb. But like, Iowa was like such a great example or got people in like North Carolina, they're blacked out of stuff. Like there's so many places in this country. Like you can't watch a game. It's mind boggling
4: to me. Oh yeah. I just, but I live in the middle of Chicago. I have to use a VPN to watch the Cubs.
3: See, that's, that's in, that's in, of like for a yeah. national, national, it, like, I'm not sport. a Cubs
4: fan, so I'm okay with it. So but you should still <laughs> be able to watch them. Like, I, I like no, literally. it's, I, it's I, been I, weird. It has been really you know. strange the last couple of years. My entire life, I've always been able to just turn on the Cubs. I mean, they're on W, even until you know, they were on WGN. I used to be able to turn on even, the Cubs, that's why they have so many stupid freaking fans. You know? yeah, they're <laughs> the Braves, like
3: TBS yeah, and exactly. WGN. So now, it's right. been
4: really strange, actually. The last, and even, um, I moved back home to Chicago from Providence, Rhode Island last year, so even last summer. I was able to watch the Cubs on MLB TV and now I, I'm I'm back home and I'm like it was really strange. It's been really strange being like, oh, who's it was like earlier in the year, like um yeah, Hendrix is pitching. I want to see something, or you know, I want to see, you know, this Chris Bryan at bat Oh wait, no, it's not on TV because I'm not paying 30 bucks a month That's for marquee. So you know, so it's I can't get it on here because it's, you know, and like, oh, I, I just VPN time, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and and the and those the are the steps you gotta take. The silly thing is VPNs
2: are so easy to get, like, Yep. It it's such a the blackouts are just more an obnoxious inconvenience more than they are like an actual roadblock that causes people to buy cable packages. Like, I get. I don't know. Shaggy fully
4: endorses breaking these laws. Whatever yes, they are. 100%. yes.
3: Share, share your absolutely. Passwords, Go for we it. Endorse yeah. breaking sure.
4: laws, but those for ones sure. especially. Yes, for sure. I, I've um, never paid
3: for Netflix in my life. Let's put it that way.
2: I'm <laughs> convinced that there's like. 10 people in the country who have Netflix, and we're all just sharing their passwords. <laughs> I swear. It's the money laundering scheme. They're just right, making it seem like they're making millions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, anyways, let's move on to, I guess, the more random portion of our podcast. It's not baseball. Some Slightly. of it's kind of baseball, you know, whatever it is. What we're going to start with is what we call the Order of Operations trifecta. We are going to ask you. Three different things. And we want to know the order in which you do those things. Oh, no. The first one, it's okay. No pressure. There are right answers, but we won't tell you what they are. The first one, when you get dressed, do you put on your socks or your pants first?
3: I put my socks on first. Interesting. Why? Um, I'm a bigger guy. So rolling up my pants is not as easy as it is. So putting the socks on is a lot easier. (laughs) I got you. I got you. Oh, That's totally fair.
2: is it? Like when is you're it? We're
3: jeans. We're wearing jeans that are kind of snugger on, like snug, like not nah, as they're kind of snug. So
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. That is yeah, so. No, that totally, is a common, totally valid. <laughs> like that if is I'm wearing shorts, answer, the though. shorts
3: go on first.
2: That makes you sense. That you know, I feel sense.
4: like the the more that we ask this question 19 times now, whatever, it really seems to depend to some extent on just like the individual person in their body and they're doing whatever is good with their body. (laughs) So this is actually kind of working out exactly as it should. That's exactly how it should be. Number number two in the order of operations trifecta is on the culinary side of things. Um, Mm -hmm. If you eat cereal and presumably you do so with milk, Um, some people who may or may not be on this podcast do not use milk with cereal, but that's a, Issue for another kangaroo court. Uh, which comes first, the milk or the cereal?
3: The cereal. Milk goes on top of the cereal. All
4: right. That's that's a that's that's a that's a. People do people, do people right put
3: there. milk in first?
4: There's it's one first person. The and
2: <laughs> it's so. Uh, the, this I don't is think like I've the ever part, seen that in my life. This is the part of the podcast where like anyone who's listened to all twenty episodes like they take a drink because I think it's every episode we've mentioned. Jake Seeley, writer for the Athletic. Um, is a big defender of milk first and has written many, many words on the topic uh, for the athletic uh, and uh, his defense. We talked to him a bit about it uh, in our episode with him. His defense is that uh, it's prevents your cereal from getting soggy Eat that
3: that.
5: <laughs>
3: that's the
2: best
4: Quit response I've like, heard. That's, that's Just like, yeah, what are you, you watching it? Like, come on.
3: You got right. like a 10 minute window to eat your cereal. What are you doing? Like, sitting there and,
4: like, what are you doing here? You, you, you got to admire cereal.
3: Look, it's a quick
2: breakfast. You want to hear the snap, crackles, and pops. You got to yeah. sit there and admire it. uh last part of the trekking. crispies
4: or fruity pebbles, you know, oh. it's going to get soggy. You're not going to win that battle. Quickly. Sorry, yeah. you know. <laughs> True.
2: Anyways, we should conclude. The order of operations trifecta um unless zach already
3: did that while i was no, gone he's waiting we just talking about his, his illustrious college career oh boy
4: that's uh, exciting don't make don't make the listeners go look up my stats i don't <laughs> <want> to... <laughs> what was your career era i want to know
3: right handed mark oh,
4: man uh my career era was probably like around six, like five or like high fives or six, I would guess. You
3: and Jake, have a long yeah, it was a
4: solid Jake Arrieta I hope, career. Yeah, I will tell you, I hope to God that's the only thing I have in common with Jake. True, Arrieta.
2: fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Uh, you know what? It's kind of funny because uh, for a long time, I really thought the Orioles lost that trade where we traded Jake Arrieta for Scott Feldman, but
4: and Strope. Don't forget Pedro Strope and
2: Pedro Strope. But you know what? In the long run kind of think we won a little bit um anyways the order of operations trifecta the last one uh when you brush your teeth toothpaste or water
3: first let me think okay this is i go water toothpaste water this is
2: the correct order um you know it's funny, so
4: I just the, love that man. people get like that. You never quite know whether to say the water first because we only ask about the toothpaste in the water, and you know, right? right I, I go so, water, I tooth toothpaste, water, water, um, water
2: first. Yeah, water, yeah, toothpaste, yep. water is the correct one. I asked this question to my dad while we were so we were on vacation <laughs> last week with my parents, and I asked my dad this question. He goes, "Oh, I don't use water," and I'm like, "What? What?"
3: You dry brushes the
4: call, talk. The call is coming from inside the house, man. Jesus, like,
2: <laughs> you've got to be kidding me if this is oh, no.
4: died again. Oh, no, no, Ben, we no, can you're, see fine. You. ben you're fine. Ben, you're fine. We can see you. No, no, you're good. <laughs> Wait, he can't probably can't see us. No, see, because he was blinking last fuck. time I saw him. Bitch. Yeah, same. We can hear him. Fucking on everything. On him. I just measured him on, on messaged him on Discord.
3: Yeah, we can see him and everything. <laughs>
4: We can hear him oh you see can him. see me and hear me because yeah.
2: you're yeah. you guys are all
3: yeah so it's his earphones probably <laughs>
2: this is funny this is funny I hear nothing from you you guys are frozen I'm still moving around I can see me yeah, moving no, around no,
5: we can... I'm trying
2: to load Google in another tab to test my internet and Google is not loading oh he's having fun this is he's so strange fun this is this is so strange
4: last week actually was it no last I don't think it's my earphones
2: we, uh... No, I asked him if it was the earphone. Because the it's the video. There's no video. It's oh, like right, uh, right, right, it all right, right. tapped out. I'm going to try and refresh. I'm trying to refresh it right now, and it won't take me out of this. Man,
4: this the strange, extreme, strange
2: thing. Streamyard has been new, so right? weird. It has been goofy lately. I'm communicating <laughs> like via text with you. That's weird. Hold on. I'm going to try something.
4: We we've got a mobile Ben Palmer here. Oh, yeah, a new good. angle! Yeah. Look at that. That's a new brand new, new angle. angle. I've never seen yeah, this before. This is,
2: this is uh yeah. I the streamyard is still refreshing. It's just spinning and spinning on my computer. So we're gonna get Ben on the AirPods. Um, nice. Which right. which means you know what? I'm so much freer this way. I can like oh this leans <laughs> back way further than I thought it did. Uh, <laughs> I'm like I can move around. Great radio, this is
4: man. This is yeah. I was just saying. I was just saying we need to get to a level where the people who are so big that we get to be have our radio show on TV so they can watch yeah, right. us. Like you know, I mean, live <laughs> a studio someday. someday. In theory, we could live broadcast
2: this on Twitter, like just about every other podcast does.
4: We actually know you're right. We could. I was thinking about that recently. I don't know if we want that. To. That might be something
2: we could do in the future. But Maybe anyways, um, so. <laughs> Whatever. So what I was saying before my internet acted weird um, was I asked my dad about the toothpaste water thing while we were on vacation together. And he told me that he doesn't do water, which just floored me
4: because Insane.
2: I didn't realize he was a sociopath.
4: did you hear what i yelled before you cut out no no i didn't no i said jesus the call is coming from inside the house my guy i know it's been within you the whole time some hereditary shit man and not evil is within you and not only (laughs) that
2: he was all like like just completely flabbergasted he was just like why but why do you Who need would do water? this? <laughs> and I'm like, what do, you, what do you mean? Why do you need water? Why do you not need water? And he's like, cause when you put water on top of the toothpaste, you, uh, you know, the toothpaste falls off and it lands in the sink. And like, I'm just like, I'm just, and then, and then he was like, yeah, but if I put water on it, then like, you know, water's like dribbling out of my mouth and, you know, all over my chin and my shirt. And I'm just like,
1: what is happening when you okay.
2: brush your teeth? Will you're say, doing it wrong.
4: I will say, in the defense of the no water people, nowhere on the instructions on the directions <laughs> of a tube of toothpaste does it say use water. water. Right, because they so, you know, like you know, there's some precedent here. I guess is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, you
2: know, I'm no, just it's pre
4: crime. It's pre crime. The other is side what this here. is, you know, I'm. I'm gonna come go yeah,
3: back. Yeah, <laughs> I love that you grabbed your toothpaste. Yeah, I was wondering Um, what he was doing and I'm like, yeah, nice.
2: Commitment to the bit. I appreciate it. Um, all right. Anyways, uh, water, toothpaste, water. Thank you. That is the correct answer. Um, next question I want to ask you, do you have, I know you do. Actually, I know the answer to this question because we did (laughs) two whole podcasts about baseball movies, um, which was a blast. That was a lot of fun. Uh, what is your favorite and or least favorite baseball movie?
3: Yeah, it was always it was tough to narrow down the first one when we did those shows, but I think if I did it properly, Bull Durham was my favorite, if I remember correctly. Oh no, it was either that or Major we, League. Major those League my, was your
2: favorite when you and I yeah,
3: talked. Okay, that's what it was. So maybe it's still Major League. Those are like my top two. I could watch those. Whenever they're on TV. Like, I guess I think I think what separated it is Major League is a baseball movie where Bull Durham could be like a love story meets baseball. So, yes. Yes. I so if I, just... so
4: those words like almost verbatim on
3: so, this podcast. About so, I think, I think that's specific maybe, specific, maybe that's why Major League was number one yeah. still because I could sit and re- I still recite that like quotes from that in my daily life when we do things. Like, when I, we're just walking around and someone goes, Look how high it is. Too high. What do you mean it's too high? It's gone, but um, it's just little goofy things. I just love that movie. Um, like the Giants this season when it started out, they epitomized like the grounds crew. Like who the f are these guys? Because like you looked at their yeah. roster and all of a sudden they're winning games and stuff. And Darren Ruff stuff.
4: is in the big league yeah. again. <laughs> like
3: <laughs> we got Jarlin Garcia is coming out of the bullpen to close the game. Like what do we got going uh, on? Harleen, here my guy Harleen. Like it, it's it's crazy. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Major League um my least favorite that's that's
2: tough. you don't have that's to tough. have a least favorite No, Just i'm not gonna go least case in case, favorite in I, case you, you happen know. to have a strong opinion on i a don't really have too film, many strong
3: opinions on that? yeah i think i'm good there like oh like well, <laughs> you still have to see major league three
2: <laughs> i do still need to see major league
3: three you're right you're right yep, i to to saw Manor major league two do, do you really yeah, he does. He does. So After we had a conversation, I, he does. yeah, I
2: saw Major League Two, and I was like, it can't get worse, can it? And I, didn't I know. think I Major like, League, you know I think what? Major League
3: Three is better than Major League Two. Yeah, that tells you how bad Major League Two was. That's how it that tells oh, you how bad Major, League Major League Two is So bad, it was
2: so bad because it was like a carbon copy of Major League, but like without caring about the characters as much. Yep, all the Hollywood then, cheesiness. Right. And then also add in like a very racially insensitive
3: Asian character. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, He's in Major
4: League Two. He's in Major League
3: League Three, by the way, too.
4: Oh, boy yeah they're yeah. like let's roll with that one more uh, time there were i mean I've, there's a lot of aspect i uh, major league is my favorite baseball movie too and there are a lot of aspects of it that have not aged well if we're that to be oh, to, sure. to
3: be to be, be yeah. fair i think a lot yeah. of movies we liked in the 80s yes. and 90s couldn't oh, be made. couldn't nothing, be made in
4: like, nothing made before 2009 be made. no of course not you just gotta you've got to approach it with some level of critique and you know yeah. um objectivity there but um Yeah, at least thank you for not making us talk about Field of Dreams, at the very least. (laughs) I love Um, that movie, but
3: I understand how it's (laughs) a lot of people don't.
4: (laughs) No, I I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yes, there's been there's been much discourse there lately. So um, moving on to this is this is a mainstay of this podcast and one of Ben's favorites that produces some great stories. So um, have you ever under any circumstance, uh, daylight, nighttime, whatever, seen a ghost or something that makes you go hmm or an out-of-body experience or something that was not of this earth. Or
2: a UFO. Could be a UFO too. That's not of this earth too.
3: I wouldn't say a ghost or UFO or something, but I guess kind of something along this ilk. Do you guys ever do something and then you're like, I know i'd like seen this before like i dreamt about going through this moment before or something like that nobody nothing sure like, like all of like a sudden like, like, yeah. yeah deja vu type thing but like it happens and you're like wait a minute i've been here before like this is like i literally that thing's on the counter there and that's there yep. it's like totally like trippy looking and yeah that that's happened a few times and it's like makes you sit back and go what in the world like are we in the matrix are we yeah in, what are we doing here no nah, but I feel um bad. Yeah, I don't think it, I hate to disappoint, but I don't, I don't think no, 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 no. You know what? Hey,
2: I appreciate even if you don't have a ghost story, you didn't just outright dismiss it and go like, Pfft, "No, ridiculous."
3: Hey, Why? How I dare dismiss, you ask? I don't dis- dismiss the passion of anybody because some of these like ghost TVs and shows and stuff. It's literally somebody's like love Ooh. for something. So I'm all about that. So I had no problem with that at all.
2: And and we have had some legit ghost stories on this podcast. Uh, I. I will always and forever remember DJ Short's story of literally <laughs> really seeing story. a ghost. It was the most amazing story. Um, so, do you, Brian, have a favorite Muppet?
3: Favorite Like the Muppet Babies Muppets? Like, <laughs> this is how <laughs> I know you are you have a young child. <laughs> i sorry, I thought uh, you were going with this. Are right, no, you no, talking about like Muppet Muppets, in general?
2: The Muppets at Sesame Street Included
3: sesame street included well cookie monster was always cool like you can't can't go wrong with some cookies like that's always like a top we have had cookie
2: monster on here before and that was uh bradford said cookie monster and i mentioned that cookie monster also has a great social media presence
3: yeah but i like so if it's if like cookie monster is great if i had to put a secondary one out there i um Again, it goes back to my sarcastic goofiness. The two old guys at the opera in in the Muppets—some yes. of the um, best, like underappreciated Statler, characters:
2: Statler and Waldorf.
3: Oh man, just like absolutely love it. Like if you go to, um, I don't think it was Universal Studios. Maybe it was—I don't remember where it was. They have a Muppet. Oh, it was Great America in uh, Santa Clara. They have a um, like a Muppet baby little area in the kids area, and you can go inside a theater, and they have like a three D show, and they have them up yes. on the thing talking the whole time. So, yeah. They have
2: that in uh, in Disney World. There's a 3D okay. Muppet show, and they have Statler and Waldorf up uh, these animatronics um, yep. of them.
3: Yep, it's and great. It's, I just laugh because, like, you know, we're just adults with our kids and whatever. But I'm laughing the whole time. <laughs>
2: oh. Statler and Waldorf are the best. Uh, there's, I don't, I know Justin mentioned they were his favorite as well, and I don't remember if I said this then. So I have no memory. And once I similar to the fantasy writing, once I do this podcast, I have no memory <laughs> of anything I say on the show.
3: Don't blame you. Don't I just, blame
2: you. Gone. Completely gone. Um, like, sometimes I'll listen back to the uh, podcast in bits just to see how it sounded. And I'll just be like, hey, I said that. Um,
4: <laughs> I edit the whole thing, man. And I, there's some moments, man. <laughs> there's some moments. <laughs> but uh there's a great saturday
2: night live sketch of uh statler and waldorf at a comedy club and they start doing their statler and waldorf thing and security doesn't take kindly to it and starts like
4: (laughs) kicking them out for heckling it's great that's good it's a great sketch Um, um yeah okay uh, you know, let's ask. we haven't asked this one in a while and we have not talked about that much we talked about music a lot for a while with a few guests and we have hardly talked about music at mm, all yeah, it feels true. like over the past four or five episodes so uh, if you could see a live performance from any musician ever of any kind who would it be it doesn't have to be like a past person either it could be someone who is very much still doing shows now I'm
3: trying to think because like Metallica is my number one favorite band period and I've seen them eight or nine times now like i love metallica um favorite so,
2: favorite metallica album
3: um I, my favorite one's black but um i just that's kind of that was kind of one of my first ones i but literally i've picked this apart with friends that like metallica i can listen to master of puppets like it's going out of style also like that album is absolutely amazing um just the newer stuff i could probably pass on like there's, there's so little, what's, there's what's little bits that are okay, but yeah. yeah.
2: What's interesting is the Black Album is either where Metallica died or Metallica started,
4: right? Depending that's on what I was you gonna are. say, it depends on where you draw the line. See, between, that was like, like, like one of the first the Metallica albums I
3: listened yeah. to. Like, that was the first one I kind of stumbled upon. so That's probably why it started for me. And... Oh, I
4: mean, Black
2: Album's great, and I and oh, yeah. I'm not really a defender of later Metallica. It's just they started kind of doing Ready for Radio hard rock. Yeah.
3: Well, that's, uh, yeah, definitely on that did. one, for sure. Yeah. For sure.
2: Once once James Hetfield took vocal lessons and <laughs> uh, they all cut their hair, all of a sudden, it's like,
4: what is yeah. this? Well, he, like, blew out his voice, too, though, didn't he? Yeah. Like he times, really, yes. he kind of, he couldn't do the same thing that he was doing in the 80s by, by that point. No, but. Um, to give him, which I hated those albums. I re, I don't think I like anything they've done since, like, 1993, since literally before I was born. So, yeah. Just to be fair. Oh, I, oh, still oh, like I thought you were idea. saying you hated
2: their. Their eighty stuff. i was just like, oh yeah. My but God, God. That's
4: the gold. That's the gold I mean, standard. I was going
2: to say, like, no, that's the. the that's no. That ride, ride the lightning is actually my favorite. But Master we talked that's
3: about that's a great one movie. too. My I...
4: favorite too. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Like, I'm telling you, yeah. like, I am tell you, there's there's so many, like I really there's not many I don't like. That's the beauty of them. And I've like I told uh, I told other people what makes them so great is people think you know, heavy metal, hair metal, that that's just crazy. Like, no, they're musicians. Like some oh, yeah. of their best some oh, of their yeah. best songs like have no lyrics basically. They just sit and riff. Mm-hmm. And I can just that's why I love seeing them live, because they'll riff on every song, which on albums they won't do, of course. Mm-hmm. And you can just sit there and just like it's it's awesome. Like these guys are <laughs> so talented, even at their age now. I saw them. Had to be a couple of years before the pandemic down in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl, and they can still do it. Like it's ridiculous. Oh, they're yeah, they're still I've seen so good.
4: It is when the they play they play like i think like a whole half half or full step down i think like to accommodate the vocals so um, it's not yeah. i can I imagine it. like it's a totally so i have actually heard that that they do have a much better show than most well, they, they mess with lot of they mess
3: with the um with the audio because they used to do summer sanitarium tour back like mm-hmm. i started my early high school days i think and then i they went for like 4 or 5 years like this is when like kid rock was new he was one of the openers it was like six different acts and every um every act like the first person you couldn't even understand the people singing because the audio was so bad, and they just like made it a little better each time. so by the time Metallica came on, it sounded great, but mm-hmm. it didn't have to be perfect, so they can kind of control their voice still a little bit. And it was like their method and it kind of people figured it out eventually, but yeah, that's what they do and that's funny yeah they're sad. they're amazing musicians i I've listened to them because again, it goes back to almost one thing we talked about the competitive nature in me like Metallica songs no matter what one you listen to, can kind of get you going and like it's oh just, yeah. Like oh, yeah. it was just it was so silly, like you know, it's dumb stuff. Like walking on campus, like could okay, get off the bus, or I walk across campus to go take a test in college. I'd have Metallica on and the old school iPods for those that are wondering, mm-hmm. like the original. Mm-hmm. And I, I I had a tradition of like four songs I'd to before every test. Like it was just stupid, you know, baseball superstitions I carried over in the rest of my life. Yeah. And it was just, just little things like that. And um like it was the same thing every time. Just kind of okay, get you focused, get your mind right. We're gonna like Metallica, let's go.
5: Yeah, they
2: they can definitely still play. I saw a live a video of theirs or live performance on TV. that was like three years old and they were killing it. They were, uh, though James Hetfield did something that was weird. He had a microphone that was too low. So he kept bending over to sing into it. And I'm like, you can like, you can pick it up. Like it goes up, man. You can, you don't have to bend over, but he did for the whole show. Um,
4: I I will say the last thing I I do want to say about Metallica before we move on, before we move on is that, um, I think in spite of not liking anything from like load on, I really don't care for that stuff. Some kind of monster is one of the best musical documentaries ever made. I think it's, really just good. Cause it's so good. They're all such assholes. Yeah. Except for maybe Kirk. <laughs> well, they're like, they're brothers. like, they're like literal brothers. No, they're like feuding they, siblings. And yes, they're all they so, so hateable, are. and it's amazing. But they all love, love each it. other because
3: you can see it. the love when like things get it's serious. Compelling. They're there exactly. for each other. It, but they are like siblings, like, no, this is mine. No, this is mine. It's like, screw you. This is mine. No, we're going to go fight and fall down the stairs together. Screw you type thing. And then they all get along in the end. Like, It's 100. That's accurate as all can be. I will say this before we move on. Since yes. I've seen them so many times. If I had to pick one person I have not seen and this is like I, I range in what I like. Sometimes I like this to that, that. I would love to see Prince
0: because oh, yes. because it it, go,
3: it goes back to the way I like the reason I like Metallica is not just because like I can obviously I don't have any hair to freaking bang. <laughs> so like I like their musical aspect music. And if you want to talk about a guy that can shred on a guitar and be a musician, like give me Prince all day. Like I would love to see Prince. Dude, and
2: what what a showman! I mean, yeah, the- exactly. To-
3: you you get what you pay for.
2: Oh, yeah. For my money, the Sign of the Times concert video or concert film is probably the best concert film of all time. I mean, it's just a ridiculous show. The I mean, that whole album is great, but then the show that he yeah. puts on... Oh, my God. It's insane. It's I was so I was dead.
4: I was introduced to Prince via the Chicago Bears because he did the uh, that it was that the year they played in the Super Bowl in 2006 okay. when they, they lost to the Colts. That was when Prince had his um his incredible, iconic oh, performance the half-time. The in, time. in the that was rain. The halftime. Ever. Yeah. And that was my, I, that you, was my as far as I'm concerned, the best
2: yeah. halftime show ever. That was oh, just with the the rain in it. Wait, there's the a... Red
4: Hot Chili Peppers playing unplugged instruments? Like didn't do it for <laughs> <you>. <laughs> no, uh, no. I
2: I. There's a great video online of if you look up Prince's halftime show. It's from like some documentary they did about it, and they have some interviews with some of the crew who are just like that stage was super slippery because of the because of the rain well, material it, yeah. that the stage it was, was made out of and the rain together made the stage dangerously slippery and Prince's dancers were in like six inch stilettos
5: yeah, and,
2: nice. and he, they were sitting there like, we don't know if this equipment's going to work properly because of the rain and Prince is just like, screw it. Let's do it. And man, what a, and he's singing purple rain yeah. in the rain. Oh, what a yeah. best show ever. Um, okay. So before we move on to, Uh, the last little section, the full count. Um, There are two two questions I want to ask. First one I want to ask, what is an important lesson that you have learned about writing? You write a lot, as we have established. Um, What's something that you've, and you've been doing it for a long time. What's an important lesson you have learned about writing?
3: Don't be scared. Um, I'll say it that because I know... I was not a good writer originally. I know I'm probably still not a good writer compared to other people's standards, but don't be scared to put it out there. You're only going to, you're only going to learn by doing it and getting better. Grammarly is your best friend. Um, oh my God. Grammarly Grammar is know the that best for the Longest time. It saves me, at least makes my stuff look somewhat coherent. So that's good. But, um, I would say, don't be scared. Cause that was one of my biggest things. Like, should I really put this out for people to see? Like, what are they going to think about it? And, put it out. You'll be surprised. And the more you do that the more confidence you get, the better rider you'll become. So don't be scared.
2: Yep, everybody sucks at first.
3: Yes. Some people everybody. stuck for a long time. Like I so, go look at some of my stuff, not good.
2: <laughs> get it out of the way.
3: Yep. Get it out of
2: the way. Possible. Go ahead. If if possible, <laughs> get the failure out of the way as fast as you can so you can start having fun.
3: 100%.
2: It's uh, yeah, that's great advice. I love mm-hmm. that. Um all right. Last one. Before we go to the full count zach unless you had something
4: no no i'm just about to move on okay. with
2: exactly what you were about to say perfect thank you malachi <laughs> so brian tell me about a time in which you laughed really really hard this cool. is maybe the hardest you've ever laughed one of the hardest times you've ever or wait one of the times in which you laughed the hardest that's a tough sentence uh this is you know tears are rolling down your face you can't (laughs) breathe somebody farted or fell down or you thought of you know you thought of something funny at a funeral and you're not supposed to be laughing what what is happening who are you with all of it i want to hear and Um, it does not have to be a good story dude don't don't think it has to be some kind of good story
3: um again this goes back to my sarcastic nature and i have friends that appreciate that and we have a, that's why we're friends because we do it to each other and the most recent one i was dying a good friend of mine who i met uh, when he was working in sacramento but he's from wisconsin lives in florida he's, like, he travels a lot mm-hmm. so i hadn't seen him in a couple of years and he flew out this past summer and like a couple months ago actually and he spent the weekend uh with me and some friends we golfed and uh we were having some drinks during the day went back to um uh, and to one of the guy's houses and we're barbecuing, having a good time. And he was reliving the story. We were reliving stories from when I was in college and he lived at our fraternity house. And he's, he, he's like 10 years older than us. but he had to live there because his lease was up on his apartment. And um, and he didn't want to renew it because he was moving out of the state in two months. So he lived at our, our fraternity house. And that was funny to begin with. But we started reliving stories. And we were laughing so hard, the neighbors had to start like telling us to keep it down because their <laughs> kids were sleeping next door. i, I literally, I'm literally, my my jaw was hurting. My stomach. It was some of the funniest things. People are walking by, going, "What is wrong with you guys?" And I, I, I couldn't remember what all of it was. We'd literally be laughing and say one word and start laughing harder. And it was just one of those like friend things where you know you have a friend where you can tell stories and do stuff. And it was so funny because we looked, we laughed like the next morning. We were golfing again, and we're like. Remember what we talked about last night? Not really, but it was apparently really funny. So yeah, it was it Dude, was it was good. Good friends.
2: Those are the best kinds of like laughs too, where like it's you you don't even have to tell the story or anything. You just like the, yep. there's like this connection where you both just already know it.
3: We would say like one or two words from like an event yeah. that's like, but then start laughing harder, and it's just like, yep, that was good. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. I love that.
4: And sometimes there's videos in the internet that make you do that you know when like I'm so glad I, I was old see enough that like, like a
3: lot of things weren't d- developed yet smartphones are still very new like I mentioned the, the first iPod was there um, Tinder wasn't involved like I didn't even know what Twitter or Instagram was I, I'm really glad I got out of college when I did because things could have got real murky real quick like Facebook was there and there's still pictures on Facebook I probably should <laughs> take down at some point in time but everything else is good
2: <laughs> that's great um all right. We're going to move to the final section of the podcast, the full count in which we are going to ask you for a recommendation in each of five categories, three and two, full count. So first category is books. And I should preface this by, by saying it does not have to be an obscure recommendation or anything fancy or special. First thing that pops in your head, that's what I want to hear. So what is a book that you would recommend?
4: Comic books, graphic novels, all that shit counts too, by yes. yes, yes,
3: yes, yes. Well, first I will say I'm mad at myself because I don't read as much as I'd like to. It's like an off-season thing for me. I should read more. But um, what I was reading for a while is I love, like, biographical things. And um, one of the better ones is that biographical – I forget the actual title now, but the Saturday Night Live book that was written, I oh, think oh. it's
2: one of the uh, – uh, Gasping uh, for Airtime?
3: I don't remember if that's what it was, but they're the same uh, people that wrote the ESPN one.
2: Oh, no, no. no. Uh, so Gasping for Airtime was uh, Jay Moore, who was a cast member on SNL. Yeah, no, this was like the
3: history it. of Saturday Night Live and everything, and it was oh, pretty deep. It was you know it was good. Hmm. It was really I think, good.
2: I think I know what you're talking about. I'm a Saturday Night Live fanatic. and have- See, I love comedy.
3: I, I love comedy. So the old school Saturday Night Live was amazing.
2: So. I Yeah, I, I need to find... If it's that's not one. the book I'm thinking of, I need to uh, find it because... I've been watching religiously watching
3: SNL since like 2004. I, I love it. In sure the it's, I'm pretty sure it's the one called Live from New York.
2: Yes, that is the one. Yes, yeah. okay, that does yeah, sound
3: familiar. Yeah, it's
2: on. It's on my reading list. But yes, that's a that's a good recommendation. That hmm, reminded me staying. I need to put it higher on my reading list.
4: Yeah, it's good. Culture history is fun. Um, oh, were you gonna say something? No, 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 no I, not. I no. So uh, recommendation number two in the full count is food. So it could be like, you know, meal, restaurant, ingredients, food related, whatever. Uh, Food I would recommend. One thing I would recommend
3: just in general is try new things. Don't be scared to try new things. Um, I used to have such a just normal eater my wife like i now i eat sushi i eat thai food i like indian food like i'll eat anything now because of her would never have done it before there's still things i won't eat but i will at least try most things yeah Uh, what i would recommend that i'm spoiled because i live in a very very rural area of is we have mexican food and taquerias everywhere and it's authentic and i'm telling you go get um go get some trepas get trepas tacos Mm. go try Mm. it and make sure they're crispy. That's all I ask. Don't get them mm. chewy. Get them crispy, and you'll thoroughly enjoy it. I have no idea what those are. What are that they that? Is tripe? Tripe. Tripe. So it's part of the inner workings of the animal. Mm. Oh, like the intestinal mm. area of the animal. Okay. Very good stuff. Interesting. A little haggis. So like some, a some are that, some bit. some are like uh, one thing we love is uh, sweetbreads. You guys know sweetbreads? Ooh. From the glands up uh, in the oh the yeah, region. No. Yeah, it's a yep. medieval. Yeah, that's a ba- English that's, a, ba- shit there, that's a that's a Basque food. Um so that's a great one as well. I got introduced to that when I moved down to King City. But uh, try trepas. Like some Ooh, people go lingua, tri- some will go cabesa. Try trepas. It's, I think it's very, mm. very good. Interesting. Head cheese. Mm. <laughs> See, I'm a big steak and barbecue guy, but I had to give you guys something different.
4: Yeah, no, I, do. I appreciate good. that. No, that's good. I can that's I'm sure one. that I'm pretty sure that's the first time that intestines will be uh will be recommended. Yeah, right it's year. like uh, um Maybe not, um I don't know. Uh, is that, isn't, aren't
2: intestines in, or no, maybe not in scrapple. I had scrapple for the first time last week. And uh, from what I understand, it's just like leftover pig stuff that's just like ground together.
3: The, Wouldn't the, the, actual, no the actual definition of a tr- uh, uh, trepas is the, um, the edible lining of the stomach.
4: Oh my mm. God. Wow. <laughs> that is interesting. I, I usually try- don't tell
3: people. Tell me, eat it first. Nah.
4: I mean, hey, life. you know, it makes you think. We take a lot of shit for granted these days when it comes yeah. to food. Imagine like needing to figure out food. So, but you yeah. really learned how to do shit with every. And they make it very well. That you really had to learn how oh, to make yeah. that shit edible. Because you know what, you wouldn't need shit else if that wasn't it. So. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, we, we take that for granted, but that's it's like, yeah, hey, it, you man. know. Let's be thankful that we are not reliant yeah. on. You know, pig stomach lining for our uh, for our sustenance. And it's like they yes. say about the
3: native the Native Americans. Like when they killed the buffalo, they used everything about the buffalo because they had yep. to. So yep, stuff like that.
2: Yeah, that's uh that's a great recommendation. Um, next category: movies and or TV. What is a oh, movie man. and or a TV show that you would recommend?
3: I haven't watched any new movies lately because not a lot were made recently, unfortunately. Doesn't have
2: to be. uh Doesn't have to be new. Um, Any movie or t- and or TV show that you would recommend?
3: TV show, I would say there's like uh, old school TV. You got to watch Breaking Bad. I know it's simple, but oh, Breaking just, Bad's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And absolutely. honestly, I'm getting close to the point of saying Better Call Saul might be better than Breaking Bad. Ooh, don't spoil, don't spoil. I'm, I won't tell you what happens,
4: but I'm, I'm going to. It's think, like on think, my very near watch. I think list, the only
3: reason know? why I say that, and this will not ruin it for you, is. You get certain characters and storylines that you know what happens in Breaking Bad, so you're like you get like excited about it more. Mm, yeah. and maybe that's what it is. That's, well, that's and there's, it,
2: I think it adds more dimension to those characters. There's yeah. definitely a huge focus on character development in Better Call Saul. Yes, uh, I think people forget that the first two seasons, especially season one of Breaking Bad, was like fine, like good, good. But like I, I think because. The last two seasons of Breaking Bad were just so phenomenal
3: that we forget yes. that
2: like the first couple seasons. Well, it's were it's so good. funny
3: because like my mom had knee surgery a couple years ago, a few years back, and she wanted to know what to watch. So I gave her like all the this old school DVDs or Blu-rays of Breaking Bad. I'm like, go watch these. And she, I remember her texting me during the first season. Goes, I thought you said this was a like a drama and suspense. This is a comedy. What's going on yeah. here? I'm like, yep, keep watching. Yeah. Mazzy <laughs> shaved his head yet? And she's like, no, keep watching
4: yep and you know i think everyone loves to play that though when you talk about it. and it's one of my favorite shows of all time about how it's like oh it's a slow build and you know i'm not sure that that was really an intentional thing because it really also kicks up it's a slow build it helps that john carlo esposito as gus yes. Fring is one of the best tv villains like ever, ever. period he is absolutely incredible and i think yes. i don't know i think there may be some of the little they got i'm not gonna say they got lucky because they obviously knew what they were doing but uh you know, when you bring a character like that into the fray, then I think that it's it was well, hard to not be, they, be a classic at that point. They
2: almost they almost sort of build it, build it a little bit as a comedy at first, because like yeah. I remember it
4: was Brian Cranston, you know, right? Like, well, it was, was
2: Brian Cranston, and I I remember Brian Cranston hosted SNL uh, for the first time, and they were in like season two of Breaking Bad, and I had never heard of the show, but like in the monologue. He talks about how, like, you know, I spent a lot of time in my underwear on this show. Like, they were kind of playing up the comedy <laughs> a little bit, right? That was shtick, like, I remember, yeah, yeah. Oh. And then, like, took a total.
3: Uh, so Jesse Pinkman becomes an awesome character, and it's like, let's yeah. go.
2: Yeah. So yeah, I think it's. I think a lot of us forget what those first couple seasons were like, but uh, but Better Call Which, Saul, yeah. however, has been very consistent <laughs> and very yes. good. So I could I could get I, I gotta get I will get around to it
3: soon. You need to for sure.
2: Um, did you um, have a movie? So
3: yeah, a Wait. movie.
2: And, and if you don't, that's fine.
3: No, it's like there's so many good ones. Like it's like, do I want to go comedy or do I go, um, Whatever you like, want to go? Like because like I feel bad because a lot like said all the comedies probably couldn't make anymore, so that kind of stinks. But let's just go with it, an old school. I think Goodfellas is one of the best cinematic movies ever made. Like so, Goodfellas. I' Go
2: wrong. The yeah. go good fellows is Big, fantastic. That one shot walking into the,
3: into the, the bar, the uh, club, yeah, like through yeah. the kitchen into the club and everything. Oh,
4: just yeah. ridiculous! Yeah, no, there's just... Yep. yeah, um. I, I, yeah, I just got nothing to say about that because it is like a. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so yeah, good. It
5: it's, it's good. a brilliant
3: film.
2: It's, <laughs> it's one like, I I really need to rewatch
4: because it's, it's been forever. But I took a I took a, a I took, a,
3: a, a, I to took a film study class in college, and that was one of the movies we watched. And I had to like break it down and it made me appreciate film so much more after that because like oh. it's just all the different things you don't Dude, you take yeah. for granted, the things you take for granted that now you can see when you watch it. That's why I think it's yeah. like a, a cinematic masterpiece. Like it does and, everything. Yeah, and even when my, even when gets spoiler alert, gets killed, the camera angle from the top corner, like just the whole thing. Like it's it's awesome.
4: And I think the fact also, like I was I was born in nineteen ninety five and the way that cultural references and lines from it are like I yeah. used and people that I knew used consistently quick, like even before like I watched it from a fairly young age, but like it's more so than most movies that were made before before I was born. I'll tell I'll tell you that much
2: again, so. yeah, to to your point yeah. about uh, studying the film and appreciating it more there i cannot recommend strongly enough there are so many good video essays on youtube about different film techniques Hmm. uh that you never notice uh uh channels like uh lessons from the screenplay is very writing focused. um every frame of painting is now kind of defunct Uh, jack's movie reviews same deal kind of defunct now but so many great videos about like let's study here's 15 minutes on how Orson Welles utilizes uh, framing in Citizen uh, really or here's dialogue. 13 minutes cool. on the, like 13 minutes on mm-hmm. how Nicholas Winning Reffin utilizes the quadrant system in Drive, like just yeah. ridiculous That's a stuff. great
4: movie too. It's a good yeah. one. Yeah, that's yeah. so. We I guess we kind of talked a little bit about music recommendations, like all 14 minutes ago. Um, <laughs> But are the music recommendation for the full count is less of an all-encompassing? Like you have one person to see. Who are you seeing? This is more of just like, a, what are you recommending for me right now? So give us a music recommendation. Yeah, I'm horrible at this because
3: I just I, I don't listen to anything new. <laughs> really Metallica, is totally
2: fine
4: if you. Would, also, you know, yeah, you can stick with
2: that. I, I would say
3: Metallica if you just want to chill. Like just throw on some classic rock. Like get some like Creedence yeah. and some all of right. Dude, those going. Just put that in the background. I'm all aboard that. Like, I. Just
2: grew up right, on yep. dad rock and it yes. just, there's nothing better.
3: My dad had classic rock in his car all the time, so that's all we ever listened to. That's all I listened to. I get depressed when all of a sudden Metallica came on the classic
4: rock. I'm like, oh. <laughs> wait, that's starting <laughs> to happen with like early like Green Day and Nirvana and like. You know, it's coming. It's coming. Too,
2: oh yeah, Pearl yeah. Jam's on classic rock
4: station now. It's crazy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, are you a Megadeth fan?
3: I like them. I'm not like a diehard Megadeth fan, but I do like them. Interesting,
2: yeah. They uh, they're just like the closest. I mean, because Dave Mustaine was in Metallica briefly, uh, they're like the closest thing to Metallica I can think of at the same time, uh, same time period. But all right, final recommendation in full camp. Miscellaneous, anything from your life: a practice, a location, uh, an activity, a a thing that you own that you've purchased. uh, Literally anything from your life that you would recommend to others. And as I said, the first thing that popped in your head, no matter how dumb you might think it is or uninteresting, that is
3: the thing I want to hear. All right, Um, when I was in college, I liked to enjoy college a lot and yeah. it's got me in trouble with the authorities well, not not the like cops <clears throat> but I had to go see advisors because I was subject ah. to academic problems from time to time <laughs> and I realized real quickly that my life was kind of just in chaos and I wasn't organized so the most important thing I did from then on which helped me at time I continue to this day and I use it on my phone all the time is make a schedule keep yourself organized oh. like um i treated school like a job like i'd wake up at seven i go to campus at eight i would study i go to my classes come back and study go home at five work's done i could have fun like you make it a schedule like when i for trying to do content for this with my real job i do a schedule i wake up at this time or i do this and that uh schedule time to, for your family Like i use my phone i put like every meeting every possible thing i have in my phone keep it organized make a schedule and um, like you don't have to make military like regimented schedule, but just something to keep you like on a routine to keep you focused to get your stuff done, and still allow life to be fun. That's what I would recommend.
2: That is very smart. That's very smart. I like that a lot. Um, well, thank you, Brian, <laughs> Bubba, Casey Bubba, uh, for joining us here on Shagged Flies. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to talk to you. Um, I, it, it was. It was always. A good good always been a thing. fun time. Yeah, it's always been yeah. a fun time. The yeah. times that I've been on bench with Bubba, which everyone should go listen to. We'll make an exception for our plug. For that. Appreciate uh, it. No, that's
3: it. <laughs> Two hours and no one's here. Yeah, yeah, no, it's no one's uh, We're sorry. to They made happy. a schedule, they're up up. <laughs> Yeah, they're on the fan.